Hello, and welcome to the BNY Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Owen Shannon. Joining me is the DM, Peter Gorski. He's back. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. And in the other chair, the best gamer I know. Oh, and we're going to hear about what a gamer he is this episode. Mark Gorski, how are you? Um, It's been rough, Helen, but... Fortunately, through these rough times, I've had one thing pushing me through the trenches here. At the end of the tunnel, I know no matter what happens, he will be there for me. And of course, I'm talking about none other than OG Pikmin, <laughs> a guy I love, truly. Not news to the podcast. I've definitely, I've, I've had my uh, fill of OG on here before, but that hasn't changed. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about Ochi in the main topic. Maybe you can make a case. Maybe I could make a case, yes. Does he have voice acting? He goes, arf. Arf, arf. <laughs> yeah. um, On this episode, we will be talking about the top 10 most iconic voice acting performances. More, uh, I think this is in honor of Charles Martinet. I think we can say that confidently. Or it's just a coincidence. Retiring from the role of Mario. He will be missed. But uh, BNY Gaming Podcast comes out every other Monday. Bi-weekly podcast. Current Game Club game. Shadow of the Colossus. Peter's beaten it. I've beaten seven or eight Colossi. Mark has beaten one. So, But I swear, he is the best gamer. We'll hear about it in what we've been playing. Which is what we're going to do right now. I'm going to start because I it's been bad. I'm moving, so I just haven't really been playing many games. The thing I did get a chance to do was check out the new Madden, which was an obligation because Josh Allen's on the cover. Never forget the famous Josh Allen versus Undertale conversation that originated on this podcast, made it over. To Jason Trier's triple click podcast. Unbelievable That's still. True. Unbelievable. Very true. Um and what's what's really amazing about this is that there's just been like a one, two, like back and forth battle between Josh Allen and Undertale because he I think he heard this conversation. He looked up what Undertale was and he he decided I can beat this. And he has at least strived towards that. I'm I'm not even quite sure if he's at that point, but cover Madden, big deal. I know most of the audience probably doesn't care about Madden, but I will just say it's basically the exact same game again. There are differences that I notice as a consistent player. I think this game plays fairly smooth, smoother than past ones. Um, in the past also, especially last year, like, some of the AI was terrible in ways that like made it bad. Um, that includes, it would just be kind of impossible to be good. You could be on any difficulty and then suddenly the defense is doing these like jump 10 feet in the air, catch it behind their back interceptions, like things that have actually never happened in real life ever. Uh, that was a big problem last year that seems to be gone this year. Uh, I'll end up playing a decent amount of it because it's just an easy turn-my-brain-off game, and I like football. But uh, that's all I got to say, really, on Madden. 
and that's all I really have to say on gaming in general. I've I've been slacking, but I think I have an excuse, and I'm I mentioned last episode how I'm preparing for Starfield. I I'm actually I'm in more of a like hype territory for Starfield than I've been for any game in a long time. I think I'm gonna have a brand new TV. I'm gonna have this whole new setup. Uh, I'm gonna have a full weekend to myself. So it's all it's all coming up, Owen, when mm-hmm. it comes to playing Starfield. I mean, think about it this way, Owen. The next time we'll be recording a podcast, Starfield will be in our hands. That is crazy. This is the last BNY Gaming Podcast episode. We live in a world where there is no Starfield, where Todd Howard is still selling us something, not having sold us something. So just consider that, everybody. We're almost there. I probably also mentioned before that I did buy the early access, so I'll be there September 1st. Oh, shit. Very excited about that. And reviews come out August 31st. I think if I had to wait like five days from the reviews, I would have died. So um, very excited. I'm really letting the hype get to me. And I, I think I'm at the very least going to like the game. And I hope to have my expectations at least close to being met. All right. Who wants to go next? Peter, I want to hear what you've been playing. Oh, I have five games to talk about. Holy shit. Remember, I haven't been on in a month. I beat, I've beaten three of these games. And two of them I'm deciding if I want to give up on. No, no. Okay, let me rephrase that. I beat three games, and then the other two, I'm deciding if I want to give up on. First game I want to talk about, I don't know how much I'll say. Because I know Mark, maybe he'll go back to it, I don't know. When I started Final Fantasy sixteen, talked about it on this podcast, I said to all of you, I love Clive Rossfield. Mm-hmm. The first thing I said when I beat Final Fantasy sixteen. I fucking love Clive Rossfield. One of my favorite characters in years. What a fucking... Perf- We're going to be talking about performances later. What a goddamn performance Ben Stark gave as Clive Rossfield. I will be cheering him on wholeheartedly and happily. He is inevitably nominated for Best Performance at the Key Lees later this year. And if he doesn't win, then so help me. being said yeah, the story goes some places yeah, it's got some issues it really does takes a turn that's what I'll say I can't get into any specifics it takes a turn and it's not as bad as certain people have said it is it's like oh just like Game of Thrones they're completely shits to bad it's an awful ending it doesn't but it's my opinion, it was a lack, it was a drop in quality, and it didn't. Go, it, it went places I I had prefer I would prefer if they had, you know. Instead, I wish they would have zigged instead of zagging. But, were you Were you happy with the final boss? I don't know the final boss, but I I can I have I a was prediction of what it's going. Fine. To now, I mean, there is one boss fight in particular that if you haven't played this game, you have heard hyped up to Kingdom Come. Um. You, not really. I've I've tried avoiding it because I've just no, and I'm not going to say the name. Full on Pikmin brain for a while. No, but 
There is one boss fight, there is one character who most people, if you're on Twitter, on gaming YouTube, Twitch, you hear people talking about this game, they go, oh, the blank fight. Once, Mark, once you get further in the game, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I just want to say that the blank fight is one of the best boss fights I've ever done in a game in my entire life. Oh my god. I mean, so many boss fights in this game. Go ahead. If I had to guess, with no context whatsoever, because it's all about the icon in Final Fantasy games. Big icon out there, Bahamut. He's a he's a big deal. Did I confirm if you're right? I don't want to be confirmed, but just have everyone to those who have played the game. That is my guess. Everyone could be like, "Oh, that guy's right," or "Oh, that guy's got it coming." Wait till he sees the real answer. Stay tuned. Then you can have your guess, and that's that. I miss the combat of this game and all the games I play after I still find myself thinking about the combat in Final Fantasy 60. I know a lot of people, that's one of their main issues with the game because it's not its not very Final Fantasy compared to what the series has been in the past. And while I understand that, the only other Final Fantasy games I've ever played are Final Fantasy 7 Remake and Final Fantasy 15. So that's kind of the only combat I've ever known. So I'm, I'm not really missing any turn-based combat because I never played any turn-based Final Fantasies. So, I understand the criticism, but it doesn't affect me personally. I've been, we used, to, I think a few months ago, we, we had a subject on, like, what's the most next-gen game you've played, and something like that, and I asked you to, and my answer was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. My answer is now Final Fantasy 16. Final Fantasy 16 is now the most next-gen game I've ever played, and if it's ever usurped, then my god. I can't wait to see what that looks like. But... I would say overall, Final Fantasy 16 starts off really good, and then it gets great. And then for me, it ends it good. Out of the, there is a lot of characters, not nearly enough of them get as much screen time as they should. You have such a wide cast, but some get way more development than others. There are three characters in particular who I walked away from this game absolutely adoring, and I still think about them every day. Every day I've thought about these three since I've beat the game. One is obviously Clive, and I don't know if I want to say the other two. I want everyone else to just... Yeah, I'm not. One is Clive, then the other two. If we ever do a spoiler discussion on the game one day, then I'll talk about them. But overall... I don't know if this game will get nominated for Game of the Year at the Keeleys. I don't know about that. How many it'll get nominated for Game of the Year at how many outlets? I don't know. But I'm really happy I played this game. If Ross Field, I can't get enough of him. Wish the game had ended better. So that's Final Fantasy 16. Next, I beat Shadow of the Colossus. We'll talk about that. I have nothing else to say. Then. Earlier this year, I had started playing Super Mario 64 on the side. It's like, oh, I'll go back and see how it is. And then over the last month, I'm like, what if I just did an entire fucking playthrough of Super Mario 64 again? So I did, and I beat it. And this is this is a game that has some of the most pure nostalgia I ever feel in games. Every sound from this game makes me feel like I'm just a wee little boy again sitting in front of a big uh, CRT playing Super Mario 64 in my old family living room. And while I have all those feelings of happiness and magic and wonder, 
game isn't nearly as good as everyone remembers. And everyone, everyone, Ooh. we have to Ooh. acknowledge how awful this game plays. Boo this game this plays like dog shit with a side of ass. It does not play well. It controls horribly. The movement is bad. I don't care. Everyone can show me videos of like, oh, but the fucking speed runs what you're capable of. I don't care. That is not what was intended and built into the game. You can break the game to make it play better. Fine. But I'm not good enough at it. I'm be I'm playing the game as it was made. As it was made. The camera is one of the worst cameras in the history of games. I don't think anyone can even argue that. And I just think Mario plays the worst than in most other Mario games. Sounds like a Love man who's game. never done a BLJ in his life before. Goddamn right, because I don't even know what the fuck that is. And I don't need to know what that is to know that this game plays badly. It just does. But obviously, the music's incredible. I, I love it. It's, it's a great game. It's one of the most important games ever made. I'll never take I'll never take away from that. But my God, it plays so bad. Like... How can anyone go from Odyssey to go back to 64 and say, these are on par, a debate can be had. No, they can't. No, they can't. That isn't fucking possible. I'm sorry, everyone. Super Mario 64 is a great game, but it does not control well. And anyone well, who says, anyone who looks at like the four main 3D Mario games of 64, Sunshine, Galaxy, and Odyssey, and they say, oh, 64 is the best out of all of these. Get your fucking brain out of the gutter. Clean it off like spit shine it for if you need to and then realize that your brain hasn't been working and that 64 controls by far the worst out of all four of them and it's not it cannot be the best you can say i like it the most because of the nostalgia that's fine but if someone's ever like 64 is objectively the best 3d platformer for mario mario franchise that's just not even possible being fact but peter the worlds though some could well, argue there's there's more life and imagination in the worlds in mario 64 than say odyssey you know is that what not about a valid sunshine point? and galaxy galaxy absolutely not galaxy has the least interesting levels Galaxy's just not a good game but that's that's my opinion <laughs> I hate, I'm I'm a big hater of the no, first No, no, I I love your hate of Mario Galaxy. I'm not sure. I don't think I even agree with it even though I I've, I've only played some of Galaxy. I don't think I agree with that, but I uh I definitely respect the take. I appreciate it. I think the observatory's cool in Mario Galaxy. I think the music in that game is really good, and I like a lot of the comet challenges, but the rest is uh pretty whatever. Pretty safe, pretty big. But that's Super Mario 64. And there are two games I'm playing. I'm debating if I want to continue. One mm -hmm. is a game that I think has the best use of audio in a game I've ever played. And you don't want to play it anymore, Peter. Because, well, it's just... Are you playing first Hellblade? Game, is it Hellblade? Hellblade. There it is. The audio in this game, what they're doing with the whispering intensity of the voices in this game that Senua is constantly hearing in her head. It's remarkable shit. I can't, I can't deny it. The voices, and they get to me. I have to pause the game sometimes and like just take a breath. Be like, all right, oh my god, I'm, I'm getting scared. I'm getting anxious. Like, oh, I'm fucking up now. They're talking to me. Are you playing it's with not... headphones on though? 
No, I am not, and I don't even uh-huh. have to, to feel the intent. I'm sure that'd be worse, but I, Mark, truthfully, truthfully, I'm noticing, like, I'm pausing. It's like, I, I, there were times I put the controller down. It's like, am I being a baby? Like, I don't know what it is. I've never had a game, like, even, I mean, immortality creeped me the fuck out sometimes. And I'm not saying Hellblade is creepier, but immortality, in t- a lot of the intensity of immortality, I felt like, was its visuals, whereas all of Hellblade's immortality so far... I'm only like an hour and a half in, but it's like only like a five to six hour game. So, you know, take it, take that for what you will is in the audio of it. And my God, there are times where the audio is so fucking good at doing what it's going to do. It's just like, it's making me feel real life anxiety. And I question like, should I continue? I don't know. But just despite the intensity of the audio and how you know how good it is at like off-putting the player, it's just it's not grabbing me immensely. I'm, I I don't have any massive flaws or issues with the game. I've just played an hour and a half of it. I'm like, oh, this is good, not good. You know what I mean? Like oh, this is technically a well-made, good-looking, properly running game. But it's not gripping me. But it's also only five to six hours, so I could see myself beating it. We'll see. And the I'd other game. I'd say give it a shot. Go, go all the way on this one. I think it's worth it. For the full experience. You've beaten it, right? I have beaten it, yeah. Like it? Uh, I, like I was kind of in a boat where you were, where I thought like the parts of this game with how it was kind of playing with the audio and just kind of the voices putting it in your head and really getting that perspective of her just at every moment, just a moment uh, of progression through the game. Was very very cool, but uh, the world and story around Senua, I was not as interested. Just more so the experiences she was going through. But like, if I were to tell you, like, what about the overarching story and game I liked overall? It's like, uh, not, not, not too much about it uh, left a lasting impression. Other than I just think about her. Granted, the game is mostly just her, but. There's certainly mystery surrounding her, and some of those mysteries I don't think paid off in a way I liked, but that's just me. And the final game. Going back in time, everybody. Before Going Mario's way 24. back. Okay. The first platformer of the Kong with the funny face. Oh, I, you're playing, playing Donkey Kong? I've been playing Donkey Kong Country. Oh, How come? What's for the one? Super Nintendo Entertainment System. This game is fucking difficult. I did not know this game on, was. You're playing it on NSO, right? Yes, I am. Okay, so you got save states at least. Somewhat. Somewhat. I, I mean, the save states are like there's only, as far as I can tell, there's only one per world, and if there is a way to go back to a previous world. Once you're in a new one without fully dying, I would love to find out. I don't know how, Mark. I don't know how. I couldn't tell you. Um, I, the game I've a little bit of it so fucking weirdly, and it's so finicky, and is very much screaming, "Oh, this is a thirty-year-old game." With how just the controls and the UI and how it all works. There's just so many little things that are just. It's not like, oh, game design that's intentionally aimed at 
making the game more difficult. It's just its flaws and how it was made because of when it came out. Yeah. Games weren't as well thought out because they were there wasn't as much money in them. So there's just like I don't, I'm not saying simpler products. These games are great, but not as much deep thinking went into like making it a more accommodating experience. Unless just here's the toughest shit platformer. Well, it's Mario 64, Peter. I can see where you're coming from. That camera was like the first 3D camera. So like it's rough around the edges. It is dated. Donkey Kong Country, on the other hand, I think is a very finely crafted game. Granted, I've only played so much of it. I When the SNES Classic first came out, me and my roommates were playing a bunch of it. And I got through like three-ish, three, four worlds, I think, in Donkey Kong Country. But then I hadn't done a single save state and then the game crashed. And then I said, you know what? I guess I'm not playing this game anymore because it is a hard platformer. It's, it's really fucking hard. And I mean, very precise is what it is. Yep. Returns. I mean, return. I mean, we talked about Tropical Freeze is a very difficult game. But and I also think it's one. It's like the best 2D platformer made in the last decade. But. Returns and Tropical Freeze, at least where I'm jumping somewhere, I know I'm going to land where I intend to. You know what I mean, Mark? Mm-hmm. Whereas in Donkey Kong Country, heck, jump and I hope I land where I'm go- I want to go. You know what I mean? Just if I'm not, it's, a, it's the Crash 1 situation where if you are not exact, you're dying. And there's no health in this fucking game. It's you get hit, you're dead, and then you're ditty, and you get hit, you're dead. And it's just so unfor- it's so unforgiving. It makes Tropical Freeze look like a walk through fucking kindergarten at times. It really does. So I, I want to add in one clarification here. Is as far as I understand it with NSO, save states can be made anywhere, correct, Mark? Yeah, literally, literally anywhere. You could just make a save state before a jump you don't like to do and just keep what? trying it. Yeah, you, that's why I was asking. Like, oh, you're playing with save states, so it's not going to be too bad. You can just. I had no anything. idea this was a thing. I have di- I've gotten a game over in a fucking minecart level in World Two so many times. Yeah, me too. I exactly. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> know that was a thing. That would have changed everything for me. I I want to get back in the game then if I know that's a thing. How do I do um, that? Ah, uh, you just got to use the save state feature, Peter. That's the best I can tell you. That's the I, best offer I got. I mean, I'm not very experienced with NSO, but uh, I think you just pause it and you can like, you can make a save. I think it's yeah. That there's simple. like, there's a special pause screen for NSO, uh, that all games share, that has all those features in there. Yeah. That's it for me on what I've been playing, and I'm going to look into that probably after this podcast. Are you going to play Diddy's Conquest also now? I mean, if I end up beating Donkey Kong Country, then I'll probably do two and three. Okay. I'm glad to hear you're using NSO, though, Peter. You're not playing Mario 64 on NSO, are you? I mean, not anymore, but I did. Wait, oh, okay. uh, you weren't playing... Uh, I figured you were playing the Mario Superstars. Yeah. Oh, I never bought that. Oh, interesting. I never bought that. I can't, you can't even buy that digitally. What are you guys talking about? Well, I no. Mean, when it came out. Yeah, no. I, I just assumed that you had it. Fake Nintendo fan, Peter. How could you not own that? No, I don't. I, I don't think it's a problem. I just, I, I'm surprised. It was just an assumption. A real Nintendo fan would own it and also complain about how it's not enough. <laughs> oh. That's it for me. That's probably the longest what I've been playing section of the entirety of this podcast. So that's it for me. 
Okay, so it's my turn then, everybody. I have two games to talk about. I could talk about Shadow of the Colossus, but I literally played one Colossus, and to those who don't know how far into the game that actually is, that's like maybe 15 minutes. Like, it is not a lot of time I played that <laughs> game. I turned it on just to, like, kind of get the start of it, because I knew once I finished the game I was playing, I could not go back to Final Fantasy 16. I have to play this one game before I can get to 16, and of course, that was Pikmin 4, and I'm done. At 50 hours, this Pikmin game, very, very, very long. Uh, but also, I think it's not my favorite Pikmin game, but I think it's the best Pikmin game by a mile because it's got it's got a little bit of something for everybody, you know, in the Pikmin world. Because like older Pikmin games, the first two Pikmin games, way more difficult, way more uh, stressful. Because the first game you're just flat out on that thirty day timer. Like the whole objective is you've got to explore the planet. Get enough Pikmin to bring ships to your crash, or parts of your crash ship to bring it home. Uh, you might not have enough Pikmin some days. You might risk too much getting your stuff. So it's like, oh God, I. You don't know where everything is either. So just it is. It is a constant trial and error. And if you just lose, you have to start the whole game over. There's just no, uh, no other option. Pikmin two, uh, it's not uh, focused on that time constraint. You go to this planet, you're trying to get all the treasure, you need to get enough treasure to win the game. Uh, but there's just like this dungeon mechanic they have in the game where you go in to explore these dungeons, pull stuff out of it, but it's all kind of procedurally generated in a sense. A little bit like enemy patterns are generated this way, and that's where things get like a little wonky and crazy because these dungeons are put together in such a way that sometimes they are just not fair, and you can just be dealt a completely unfair hand for one floor where you are bound to lose 60 Pikmin and now you have to leave the dungeon because without those you don't have enough Pikmin to carry the treasure out of the dungeon. And the Pikmin 3 super easy game uh, they really wanted to streamline the experience because I think I think we all know and anyone as an outsider who looks at Pikmin that like it's a it's a very different game. There's nothing like Pikmin and they understood that with the first two and three. They said, okay, we're going to make a streamlined Pikmin game. Just the most simplified version of this. And it's cool. There's some stuff that's really nice about this. But Pikmin 4, they said, what if we took literally everything we learned about every single game before that, tied it together, and put a dog in it? <laughs> and that's the game they made. And I I played it up. But it's really not a bit when I talk about Ochi. Like, he's... He's here to stay in my memory. I know for sure he is my favorite video game dog I've ever played with. Uh, I was trying to think to myself, like, who who's even a contender in that category? Who, what is What are the other great video game dogs? Part of me wanted to say Bunger from Bugsnack, but he's just not a dog. He's a burger. <laughs> <laughs> but he also has French fry tusks, so he's not supposed to be a dog even. But, like, I, I could a... maybe give him a pass. Who could forget... The dog from The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, God. <laughs> I remember my first dog, and my, my friends were... My first dog from The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, and I'm, I've been traditionally like a big, oh, if I see a dog, I'm not going to kill it. I'm going to do my best to do it. And in The Last of Us Part 2, the dog just fucking sees me. The first dog is running after me. And just within seconds, I pull up my shotgun and just I blast this thing. And then all my friends who are watching is like, oh, my God. How could you do this? Of all people, we wouldn't expect this from you, but I don't know. Last of Us Part 2 just teaches us something. You know, a lot of hate in that game. So much strong feeling. Great game. You know, that Last of Us Part 2. Wouldn't we all agree? The cycle of violence. 
cycle of violence, right? It's bad, everyone. Ah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. No, no. Uh, Mark, you're mistaken. Peter was saying that the cycle of violence is bad. Yes, it is a bad game in yeah. that sense. You're very right, Peter. Um, but Pikmin, a game that's not about the cycle of violence, even though there is very much a cycle of violence in this series. Um, I finished it. Very long for a Pikmin game. The other Pikmin game's not nearly as long. And 100%ing this game takes a lot, a lot, a lot. Because there's just so much to do. Where the other Pikmin games, uh, it kind of makes sense that they're so short. Because the kind of loop of going to get the treasures can kind of... Like, if it went on for 30 hours, it's probably going to get old. Unless if you're, like, really in for the intense experience of the earlier games. Where Pikmin 3, it's like, okay, you're not just finding the treasures. But, like, there's a whole bunch of different side things you can do. Uh, to get the treasures, different challenges. And there's just so many more Pikmin type in this game. Like, the, everyone is here in the Pikmin variety. And the, a cool change they make is you can only have three Pikmin types out at a time. You can't just have all the Pikmin and do everything at once. You got to strategically, like, okay, who do I need? Each level will tell you, like, okay, these are the three Pikmin you really just need to bring to the level because they've designed like that there's not a lot of backtracking of having to go get the right ones you need like the levels are pretty fine crafted to be like okay this you need these three and sometimes like oh that's cool that's that's fine i'm interested in this challenge but like one of the additions they had they had two new pikmin types in this game they got the ice pikmin they got the glow pikmin glow pikmin they just exist in their own bubble they're part of their own kind of game mode of these tower defense game modes that they kind of have in here they're a pikmin that do everything they don't actually die it's all about just building up on them. They're very cool in their own regard. Then there's Ice Pikmin. They just freeze enemies. They change the game. If you have Ice Pikmin, you're freezing everything. You're killing everything. No problem. But like the, oh, the previous Pikmin, are they all back? Everyone is here. You got rocks and you got purples here. Everyone even, is here. <laughs> like even like the weird thing that was like Rock Pikmin and Pikmin Three kind of replaced Purple Pikmin because Purple Pikmin. And that's what just... I'm curious about. Is there any main difference between the two or no? Rock Pikmin or Diet Purple Pikmin. <laughs> So it's just like, well, they'll give you Rock Pikmin earlier on, but then once Purple Pikmin show up, it's like, okay, well, you can put them down forever now. The, the big boys, that's what you want to use for a smash attack. And this is very true. We do love a Purple Pikmin. But, I don't know, come come a new Smash Brothers, maybe a Rock Pikmin shows up in a in an Ochi moveset. I don't know. Then maybe I would rather do that. Um, to, to talk about Ochi, though, for a little bit more. Another great addition. It's just like, because the other Pikmin games, you have other commanders. That you're kind of jumping around between, and Ochi's kind of your 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 player too in the sense like you swap between him. You're giving him orders. You're upgrading him throughout the game, and eventually he's just a super unit. Like there comes a point in time in the game where it's just like you could probably you could maybe play the whole game with just Ochi. You don't need Pikmin anymore. He can carry things up to a hundred weight. There's a handful of items. Like a hundred percenting is not possible to do with just Ochi. I've definitely seen a video. Someone trying to play this game, like, can you play this game without Ochi? And, like, to an extent, yes. It's just very tedious, of course. But, like, just to, to go to show you, just, they they really pump so much into this guy. You, you can trust him and rely on him uh, in ways other game characters you just cannot. And it's also very sad when... You're just walking around, and you can hear, oh no, something's going on with Ochi. And then you go over to his perspective on the screen. He has walked into electricity, and he is on the ground, laying on his back, just twitching and just shocking on the ground. Like, <laughs> oh no, not Ochi, please, God, no. Or 
something else has happened. You leave them alone with a couple of Pikmin, and then all of them are running around. Everyone is just on fire. They're all burning. Ochi's burning. The Pikmin are burning. Except the red Pikmin. They're just hanging out, and they're chilling. There's still moments like that where shit, shit can go wrong, but not in the same vein of like Pikmin 2, where it's like, oh gosh, a giant enemy jumped from the ceiling. I can't walk away. He's going to at least munch on five Pikmin per second, and there's nothing you can do about it. You just kind of accept it. I kind of miss that. The jankness of Pikmin 2. It's definitely why I think that was my favorite Pikmin game. But Pikmin 4 has just uh, a really full experience uh, that's building on this kind of game. I've mentioned before on this podcast, some of the games I like to play the most nowadays are things, experiences I just haven't really had before. And Pikmin definitely is its own flavor of game. That like It's definitely like, you could call it a strategy game. Some people would call the earlier ones RTS, which I... I I don't know if I would agree with that. It's definitely a, a a game about managing everything around you, your time, your resources, and this game just really leans into that of just like trying to uh, make you want to optimize everything you do the best you can. You're always kind of like making sure where your Pikmin are, what routes they're going. They're going. Some guys are building a bridge over here. Other guys are going after this big gold bar treasure over there. Gotta send these people over there. And while that's happening, I got Ochi over here. He's doing his thing. He's he's fighting a bunch of guys. He's digging holes. He's going through the little doggy doors that only he can go through. See parts of the level that only he can see. Uh, there's a very pleasant feeling and just kind of like successfully juggling everything. And it's not like super stressful either. Part of me like... What am I? I was gonna bring a topic today of like games like that. You kind of get like a cozy feeling to like the cozy, like capital C cozy game, but like games that just aren't that. But you still kind of get that experience because there is a lot of that in Pikmin. There's a like a very serene feeling to to having everything under control. Uh, like in other Pikmin games, there's always enemies around. They're always responding. In this game, enemies just don't respond. So once you've kind of like cleared them out the first time, the the land is your oyster to kind of work with. You get to know the levels. You get to figure out where you want to go. Uh, I think the biggest thing I'd say that's like really weird and off-putting, and this is hard to say is like a big criticism because like we're talking about the story of Pikmin. Um, this is a series reboot. Like Peter, you've talked about before. Like, oh, but why would Nintendo reboot the story of uh, what do you call it, Star Fox? Right? They keep telling the same story again. Pikmin yeah. Four is more of that. Like, there's We've started Pikmin over. Olimar's crash landed on the planet, and he's here. You're here to help him and save him and find him and other people. But like, it's just no one here's gonna play Pikmin Four, right? You guys, it's not not what you guys want to do. I mean, I would like I... to play Pikmin Four very much. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, I was gonna say there's a really cool post game thing that is that shows shares a lot of love to the series as a whole. You've never you haven't played. Pikmin's one or two, Peter. So like you, there's a lot of things you wouldn't catch in that. I'm sure the one thing I am referencing, like there's just something that opens up in the post game. They let you do that is super super cool. Um, but I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna take that from people. Pikmin Four is a really cool game, guys. If you haven't played Pikmin before. I think this is like the best Pikmin to play. Uh, it makes me appreciate Pikmin Three less. Like I like I'm starting to think Pikmin Three is just not a very good game because it is just so diet Pikmin. It's trying to restrain itself so that people can kind of get into it, but it, like it kind of just like it, it becomes a light version of what like this game is supposed to be. Like, oh my god, I can't, I can't express how much I don't like that one now. Like, I feel like I just don't like Pikmin Three, and the other three games are beautiful. Um, 
Pikmin 4, though, guys. Uh, one of my favorite games I've played this year. Hands down. Well, right. Uh... Metacritic or Open Critic acknowledged review of it, and you can maybe get your team doing a little bit better. This is true, except uh, Bomber Cyberpunk really kind of oh God. It's kind lost of a like four points today because nobody was reviewing it. Like it was at seventy-seven for a while, just because like I think four outlets reviewed it. Like I understand right now, not the number one game critics are playing right now. Whole lot of shit happening right now, but. uh I'm disappointed, guys. Come on. People are supposed to like this game. Hey, Mark, you are... You are... No, we're not dead. Yes, you... Mark, you are done. Are you fucking kidding? Silk Song and Mario Wonder are coming. I also just pitched... Silk Song is not coming. It's coming. Jeff Keighley's going to give it to us at the Game Awards, Peter. Just keep waiting. It's going to drop then. Day and day. I I just got a, a lot of points from Armored Core. I'm going to get a lot more from Starfield, and I think MK1 is going to do pretty well. And I'm not, obviously, I'm not coming back to win the whole thing, but I'm going to be comfortably ahead of you. Nothing can change that. You got a zero with replace, Peter. Like, you know, temper your expectations right now. You got a zero. You have one, Mark, you have one game that has actually gotten you points. That just means there's so many more other games I have to get me points, though, Peter. A lot of my games are, are late bloomers this year. Is, unbe- is this unbeatable game even coming? I don't think it is. Yeah, <laughs> I've well, been, that's I have, zero. Yeah, it's not happening. Mark, they are Kickstarter. They are comfortably just think, making this game until they're ready. I think you'll never be beaten in having a worse team. I, I, this team's not that bad, guys. It's It's not that bad. And you know what? You're, I mean, you're fucking lucky that you beat you got wonder by like three dollars from Joe. And I, I I really think it's asinine that you did that. That you got wonder when like I mean, if Joe got wonder, it's over. Exactly. I'm. I just want yeah, to come Mark, Yeah, I said, well, exactly. I wanted to make sure that Joe didn't win when you're not it, even in the same fucking competition as Joe. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm so committed to fourth place in the in the leagues that of course I'm going to go all in for. Oh, and you wonder, agree with me? He's one not of the fourth place, right? Uh okay. Uh, just for added context, because obviously people don't have our teams memorized here. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, Mark's team is Hollow Knight, Silk Song, very likely a zero. Pikmin four, eighty eight, earned him eighteen points. Destiny two, Lightfall. The this is what really got you off on a bad track. Witch mm-hmm. Queen was literally like an 88, I'm pretty sure. It was 89. Uh, it was. It's what, get, it's what got me to win last year. Lightfall, 71, earning one point. Fire Emblem Engage, 81. Peter would say too high. That's 11 points. I, I would say what? not high enough, personally, but that's just Yeah, me. it's too high. Final Fantasy, 14. Dawn Trail, not coming out. That's a zero. Lies of P. Now... Some people have hyped for this game. Uh, I say it has bad cover art, which is a bad sign. And it's day one game pass, also a bad sign. Unbeatable. No one knows what that game is. Uh, I counterpicked it's, it. It's going to be great when it comes out. There's, it's going to be an exceptional rhythm. There's no, no image found if you click on it. <laughs> they're, they're really working on it. They just don't have an image to pull up yet. That's all. Uh, Redfall, 
we all know Redfall, 57 minus 11 points. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's really the one. If I didn't have Redfall, I would. I, I feel like you guys would be shaking in your boots. Peter would be shaking in his boots more realistically. Bomber <sighs> Cyberfunk, that's 70, which means zero points. What? It's at a 70 now? What the yeah. hell? When we started oh, recording yeah, this, I, I lost even more points. You I have a zero for that game now. Jesus Christ, guys. Come on. Splatoon 3 side order. We don't know what the deal will will be with that yet. Hopefully that will come out this year. We're going to hear about it in the September Direct, and it's going to be great. Rift of the Necrodancer. I thought this was a good pickup, but it's not coming out this year, so it's going to be a zero. Yeah, apparently they just tweeted one day, just like, yeah, it's just not happening this year. And then you have Super Mario Wonder. That should at least be a solid... 12 points for you as it will score an 82. I'm thinking 85 at the very least this game. At the least? I would think that would be the most. I don't know. I couldn't tell you how well the last 2D Mario reviewed off the top of my head, but I would guess it's like a mid-80 kind of game. Let me look this up. Super Mario Bros. U. Surely a game people uh, like to talk about. Like it's a, a good thing. U Deluxe is ah well maybe I don't want to I'm not mm. share it come on what is it and it's a, it's sitting at the deluxe version that's on Switch of course so maybe not the best one to reference but it's a 79 so a little concerning but I think Wonder is, will will do better than that like I think is, Wonder will do high 80s. I think I think it's a a breath of fresh air for 2D Mario because people are really tired of that old art style and even like beyond the art style. I don't think it's crazy to say that we and we you are very similar. Uh like I'm sure there's there's different levels of course and there's different power-ups, but they kind of blend together. Even like the first new Super Mario Bros on the DS that one, I think, is way more distinct than the one on Wii and then the one on Wii U. Um, the other ones just have multiplayer. I think those are the, the defining feature, but it's just so easy to like step on each other's feet in those games that it's almost not a fun way to play those games, unless that's really what you're looking for is the chaos. But wonder, you can't jump on anybody anymore. It's all cooperative now. So we're only going up from here. Can't be upset. Um, back to what you've been playing, Mark. Do you have some Baldur's Gate 3 updates for us? Oh, yes. I almost forgot. I, I have not played as much Baldur's Gate as I've been trying to, like, get through the other games I've been playing. I finished the first act, at the very least. Um, and it's, it's interesting. I'm definitely liking the game a lot. But as I see more people talk about how much they love this game, and then I'm listening to what people like say they love about it's the game. too popular. Mark doesn't like popular stuff. It's not that I don't like popular stuff. It's just like, okay, the things everyone loves about this game, I thought it was pretty cool for like the first couple hours, and now I'm just pretty used to it. Like Everyone's talking about, oh my god, I can just pick up this guy and like chuck him off of a cliff. Oh my god, that's so funny. It's like, that was funny the first time I did it, and it was funny the second time. And now the third time, I was like, well, that's just a staple to combat at this point. Just like, that's just what you do. You push people around. Sometimes silly things happen. Some of the secrets you find in the game, like some really cool side quests, that's still where this game's at its peak, and I don't disagree with anybody. 
but like the moment to moment of like this game lets me do anything and everything it's like okay like it was cool for a little bit but now i kind of like get it i see the cracks almost like like i feel like it's not that i can do anything but like there's just a lot of options and i know i'm not going to be interacting with most of them because i know what kind of character i'm trying to play and be in the the mode of that character but uh great that those are going to be there for replays am i going to replay this game the answer is yes, I will be replaying this game. Uh, but mostly because I've got friends who are playing it on PlayStation. And I've mentioned before on here on Saturdays, we do, uh, with a group of friends of mine, uh, we try to get Platinums and work together. And, and Baldur's Gate I just love, I love how Mark has Saturday night gaming plans and James and Joe have Saturday night gaming plans together. And Owen and I are never invited to any of this. You want to get platinum trophies? You want to spend seven months playing Final Fantasy Strangers of Paradise, Peter? Oh, I don't. Okay, Just, that's what I thought. You know, oh, and you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I like. I actually think we're. It makes more sense that we're not welcomed to Mark's plans, because I mean, like you know that friend group a little bit, but I don't know them at all. Um, the James and Joe thing, though, that's a little more curious, but. They that's like their let's be toxic gamer nights and let's yeah, play I mean, games as a like service and um sweaty night. It's yeah, they they go and they sweat and it's like I don't want to sweat. I don't like sweating in multiplayer anymore. We could have sweated at Overwatch, Peter. We could have we could have turned you into somebody. We could have made that. No one wanted to fucking play with us because. James James would miss with one shot with Hanzo. He'd be like, I hate this game. I'm not playing it anymore. This is true. Just play a Especially melee. Especially after Pokemon Unite. It's like, that was what it's like, all right, I, I can't take multiplayer games seriously anymore uh, or, or else I lose myself. I mean, whenever I see you guys talking about Pokemon Unite and our Pokemon chat, I just go to my Switch and I hover over the icon. I'm just like, ooh, I could play a couple rounds of this. I still genuinely like that game. It's the only MOBA I've ever known. So, like, that's what it is to me. <laughs> but uh, they, they're adding some cool characters in there, you know? There's, there's a lot of Pokemon now. Where at first we were like, oh, this is not a, the greatest cast. And now it's like, yeah, we got Buzzwole. He's in there. Buzzwole's in the game. Can you believe it? Yeah, very cool. I can. Yeah, it's Buzzwole. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> believe it. Do you know Buzzwole, Owen, off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head, no. Okay, well, he looks like a Digimon. That's the best description I can give you, I'm afraid. I was never very into Digimon. Me neither. I look at Digimon, and I always call it not Pokemon. And then my Digimon friends proceed to hate me for it. But I don't back down. I stand my ground. All right. Is this everything for what we've been playing? Uh, yeah, I'll talk more about Baldur's Gate as I get further through. It's It's just, I'm enjoying it, but uh, trying to make sure it's not my priority. If anything... The, the area, like if I could really say one thing, I'm I'm a little trapped in the the underdark area right now. To the if you know, you know, but uh, I've been down here for a long, long time, for like twenty hours almost, and most people are not there. I'm struggling through here. Uh, I had a, I had a bug also. I think that like I I just stopped playing the last time. I I was talking. I found this group of NPCs, uh, like in this dark, and we I helped them in a fight. But then after the fight, they just disappeared. Like. I was, like, in the middle of, like, a dialogue cinematic with them, and then, like, it just abruptly ended, and then I just watched the characters just fade away. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't think that was supposed to happen, and uh, 
maybe a quest line is now gone for me, and this could have been an important one. So I was a little bummed out by that. I've and heard that there has more. been some uh, some questing bugs to some extent. Mm-hmm. I've heard because like when I say I finished the first act, like uh, on paper you might sound like, oh, it's like the early game. It's like no, for this game being an early access, like each chunk of updates, like they released in in chunks. The first act is the first chunk when the game released in early access, and the next chunk is Act Two. Then the final chunk that they just added with launch Act Three, that's everything. I've heard Act Three is very buggy. Of course, the part that just came out, so. Part part of me in the back of my mind also wondered, like, everyone's talking about, and the game is also reviewing very well, yet apparently that light, later half of this game is just really buggy. It's like, oh, this giant game is getting praised, but it still suffers a lot of things. We would knock down a whole bunch of other games. It's like, I, I feel, I got I got some bias against Baldur's Gate 3, but I, I'll happily admit this is definitely a fantastic game, but, like, maybe we're not being fair on the critical side here, guys. But I haven't seen Act 3 to really see all the bugs. I've just had one problem with it. So stay tuned for more. I'm going to play it again on Saturdays on PS5. I'm going to actually end up buying this game again because it's not fucking cross-play, guys. Oof. That's a bit of a bummer, but I do want to play with some friends. And it'll be fun to play with everybody. So I don't mind it because then that also means I get to own it physically. And I can't complain about that. Um, can't have enough physical games, right? I think that's the case. What? No, please, God. There's not going to be a physical Baldur's Gate 3? I don't think so. I'm going to figure this out. If not, this is a... Well, how do you know that? Because I heard about a podcast. Oh, like, like, hey, I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day, and he said, internet gives you cancer, I guess. Well, I mean, I, I, I was I gotta listening get, to gotta get rid of my internet. a gaming podcast. I mean, what's the problem with this? <laughs> I just... You're so certain when you don't know. You just heard on a podcast, so it must be true. I mean, I my exact wording to Mark was, I don't think that's the case. No, but you did it with a tone where you're like, ooh, and you, you think you definitely know the answer. Well, yeah, I do think it. I know the answer. Okay, you're, yeah. you, you are taking us in a direction that is unnecessary. Because the direction we have to be going in is talking about the top 10 most iconic voice acting performances of all time. Before we say, before we get into that, just for closure here, to 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 end the story. Apparently, weirdly enough, according to Games Radar, there will be a physical copy of Baldur's Gate three in Japan, and that's it. Everywhere else, it's digital only. So, uh, I'm gonna see if I can get that on Amazon. Digital future. Yeah. So, I was gonna get like five bucks off at uh, GameStop for my membership, but uh. I'll do what I gotta do to get this game. Guess you'll be importing it over eBay. Not let's see if I can just get it on like Amazon Japan real quick. But uh we got we got some performances to talk about. Yes, we do. Um iconic voice acting performances. I think Charles Martinet's Mario has a good chance of being on this list, doing this kind of in honor of that. And I think we should treat this like most of our other top tens. And I think one of the most interesting things to debate, we don't need to cover it at the beginning because I kind of want to see how we organically reach it, is how we define iconic in these circumstances. So I'm going to open up a document. I'm going to type some stuff down. 
and uh, we're going to have a, a general list to work off of, and we're going to get down to 10. So I'll, I'll actually begin. I'll take the low-hanging fruit, unfortunately. I'll take Mario. Mario is what I'm going to put down for iconic voice acting. Peter, you go next. Uh, Troy Baker as Joe Miller. And just for full, uh, full context here, we're we're going to be ranking these in a list of ten. We're looking for the ten best. Yes, we are. I would not say that. Yeah, I did just say that. Okay, just for me, I I missed that there. My bad. I was looking at Amazon for a second. Amazon, literally Japan. looking for the Baldur's Escape three. But uh, I'm gonna throw curveball in here. Everyone's going for the low hanging fruit. I'm going up higher. Kiryu Kazuma. Of course, from the Yakuza series, voiced by Takaya Kuroda, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's you know, a good one. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't that. have thought of that. No, I know, I know how to spell Kiryu. I'm, I'm not writing down every actor and everything. I'm just writing down the character. All right, my next one. Side character. I think they qualify. Uh, Three Dog from Fallout 3, the radio DJ. We should okay. include the actors, considering they're the ones given the performances. I don't like this. Okay, well, I'm sorry. This isn't a fucking award show. We have uh, limited just, resources. Oh, oh, and don't worry. AI is thriving, and these fucking greedy actors aren't going to get paid anymore. All right? You'll be happy, and you'll get your fucking products without them. Yeah, I'll, I'll, whoever makes it in the top ten, we can we can get the the actors listed in there. All right, Peter, you're next. Adam Howden as Shulk. Interesting. I like that. I right. Like oh, that. my. I mean, give me a voice actor where you hear someone so convincingly and chillingly yell, I'll kill you. Give me another game that does it as well as him. You won't find one. Okay. Right. I'm going to pick. I'm going to go. We're going to dive into Mass Effect, everybody. But we're, I was. I, I, all right, that's where I was going next. I, I think we got two. We got room for two characters from the series, I think. You, you could argue there's more, but there's two I have written down that I'm at least bringing up. And I'm starting with uh, David Anderson, of course. Who doesn't love Anderson in Mass Effect? Voice of reason. Father figure. Gotta love him. He's always there for us. Voiced by the wonderful Keith David. Very true. Um, I'm going to go, I'll take another low hanging fruit. I'll just do Master Chief. Peter. Peter. I just want to make sure I have his name right. Uh, I'm going to go with my Mass Effect choice. Brandon Keener as Garrus Vakarian. Okay. I think, I mean, he is. How could you not? Like, the other Mass Effect character I have written down, I feel like it is not fair for me to list this character. It's kind of taking the word of everyone else. But uh, Jennifer Hale is Femship. Everyone says Femship is like the shepherd in this the, the trilogy, of course. But I never really played with Femship. I played with the male shepherd. I've seen clips, of course, where I feel like, okay, I, I see what people are talking about when, when they're bringing her up. But I just didn't have that full experience. So... so. This is this is where it comes up. I mean, if you want to take people's word for it, that's fine. But uh, 
iconic game with that character yes definitely iconic no no we're using the word iconic Mm -hmm. is femshep iconic Oh, it's oh my god! Absolutely, I'd say Shepard in general is iconic. I would say Shepard in general, but I didn't think Femship came into the game until Mass Effect Three. No, Femship is just the choosing to play as a woman as Shepard. Just every every Mass Effect game, she's that is an option. Oh, Jennifer Hale is iconic. Who do you think you are? Well, I yeah, no, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I thought I don't. I must have heard it on a gaming podcast, and I took it as fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been in the first two games, but only in Japan. That's how it works. Baldur's Gate, what the heck, guys? Come on. Oh, that was a joke. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to stick in Halo Land. I'm going to be a little more unconventional. I'm going to say, this time I'll include the name, Jeff Steitzer, the Halo announcer. So I'm gonna. Oh, that's a great pick. That's very really good. good. Oh, that's clever. And he actually got his name. I guess you support the strikes. My next one is Ashley Johnson as Ellie. Okay, you have to. Some would say you have to. I would. Last of Us Part Two is a really good game. So. Uh, you know what else is a really good game? Portal 2, and that has a game with a character oh. called GLaDOS, voiced by Ellen McLean, and that's definitely one of the best uh, performances. Most oh iconic performances. Uh, that, that makes me want to say Wheatley, but I honestly think GLaDOS would take the cake out of them, so just no. Like, I mean, Wheat- even fucking J.K. Simmons as Cave Johnson in that game is also fucking incredible. Also very good. Yeah, no. God, I forget he's in there. I, great I, voice I love J.K. Simmons. Um, I have one. I don't know if this will resonate with you guys as much, but I'm going to say Captain Price from Call of Duty. It's going. This one's going over my head. I don't know who that is. So Captain Price <laughs> has been a character in Call of Duty games literally ever since Call of Duty 2, and he's not in every single game, but he's in the majority of them. He's like a British soldier guy. Okay. I, can, I can hear his voice in my head right now. I up. Yep. David Hayter. Oh, oh my Gear. God. How have we not said this yet? I thought, I, yeah, I'm surprised neither of you did. He has to be there. David, yeah, David Hayter is Solid Snake and Naked Snake. You know, big boss, I guess, but you know, original. I'm going to go with the big one here. Uh, one that is so huge. Keep uh, controversial. No, 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 not Keep for something. Absolutely not. Um, it's not one person, but it's the entire cast of Hades. It's an, a one whole iconic performance right there. I want them all in there. I, I don't I'm, calling, just I'm calling foul. I'm calling foul. You cannot do an entire cast for one pick. Oh, and you, you've played the game. You understand where I'm coming from. I don't think you can do an entire cast. Okay, we'll pick Zacharias then. But um, you could, I feel like you could justifiably pick everyone because, like... Overall, across this the is going to be a great fucking pick. There's a lot of great names in here. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Nathan Drake. The Uncharted, because I was thinking if we end up doing a music episode, the Uncharted theme doesn't get talked enough about enough about how fucking good the Uncharted theme is. It's really good. It's good. 
I thought on a on a tangent, uh, Video Game Donkey not too long ago did a video on Uncharted Four, re like going back over it, saying this game's actually incredible, and I'm glad that uh, maybe that makes people look back at Uncharted Four because I feel like it's the easy game to kind of forget about because we were, like the world kind of had Last of Us fever at that point, and they squeezed it in between, like squeezed it out in between the uh, the of course the two Last of Us games. I'm just thinking to myself like. I can talk a lot of crap about the first three Uncharted games, but Uncharted 4 really is a spectacular Great game. game. I, I loved Uncharted 4. I had mm-hmm. really no bad thoughts about it after after playing it. Yeah, you haven't played it, have you? No, I, I've played Uncharted 1. I played Uncharted 1 and 2 back-to-back. I started 3 or after 2, but I just had enough of the same fucking intro to game. Yeah. And I like, was like, all right, I need a break. I want to go I, back and play 4 and 3 at one point. I think you've gone through you've gone through the worst of it. Not to say that they're like terrible games. Uncharted One is not a great game at this point. Uncharted Uncharted One is damn near a bad game. Uncharted Two, I don't think is the greatest of like a great game necessarily, but like it's there's still something in there people can still appreciate today. Uncharted Three, they said, okay, what if we gave Drake a backstory finally? Like we really get into him. It's like okay, perfectly fine. So I think from this point on. You're you're set. The worst thing I can say about Uncharted Four is that to get the most out of it, you got to play the first three. Well, I'm I yeah, Uncharted Three. I'm still at the beginning of, and it's been like three years since I played it. So if Mm -hmm. I were to do it again, I might just start from the beginning. But anyway, to me, yep. Um, yes. And engage in immortality. Yeah. Interesting. Well, again, I may not love the game as much as you two do, but undeniably, she was outstanding in that game. So. I I'm I think I'm gonna get overruled here. Uh as I've been viewing iconic is that I think uh, icons more than more than great performances. I don't know if we have the same rule as Peter that you wanted that we're not allowed to have Kratos and Arthur Morgan. But should we just be putting Kratos and Arthur Morgan on this list if we're just gonna stack together a bunch of great performances? I was planning to, regardless. Yeah, of I, th- I thought I had already been overruled on that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, the idea of, oh, just only iconic. It's like, no, I want to do the best performances in games. That's what I want but, to do. but the headline's going to be iconic. I feel like, Mark, do you, I feel like those are kind of the same thing. I mean, I would say Kratos and Arthur Morgan are iconic. Also. I, I think you can make the case. I do not think they're the same thing, though. Definitely not the same. Um, I think you can make a case for uh, Manon Gage, but because uh, it's only it hasn't been very long that game's been out. It hasn't even been a year yet. Or we I think we just came up on a year actually. Mario is objectively an iconic voice acting. But is it really fun to be like Mario is number one? Like, yeah, that's no, fun. no. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not saying it's number one. And we can we can decide within there, but uh, that that is the logic. Like uh Three Dog doesn't give as good of a performance as Man Engaged, but I think of Three Dog as being an iconic part of that game. I don't know. We'll get more into it as we actually build the list. Mm-hmm. Mark, give me one. Um, I'm gonna give us. Uh, I'm. I will go with Arthur Morgan now. Give Roger Clark a shout out. All right. Um. I'm going to go with 
another iconic one here for my book. I'm going to go with the guards from Oblivion. I do like those. They sure are iconic. Let's get Kratos on there. All right, Kratos. Christopher Judge. For me, um, I'm going to go with Zavala from Destiny. Get Lance Reddick a shout out. And Zavala is going to be Keith David. Oh, that's right. Great oh, pick. That is a very good pick. Yeah. Um, I might only... No, I have, I have two left. I'm going to go Trevor from GTA 5. I was thinking about the GTA 5 trio earlier today. Just like randomly? Well, if like in terms of this, like what did any of them be? And Trevor was the one I think had the most likelihood. Yeah, the other two, I mean, they're fine. They're good, but don't stand out as much. I'll go with John Marston. John Marston. I was I was debating whether whether that should happen or not. Peter, are you going to buy Red Dead on Switch? Are you out of your mind? Okay, that answers my question. Never mind. I did. I hope I helped. Um, I'm going to pick... Uh... I didn't have it written down, but you guys made me think of it, but now I don't remember. God damn it. Um, I'm just going to go Handsome Jack from Borderlands 2. He's pretty good. Time. Oh, that's a really good pick. Yeah, great villain. Great character. Tales a, from the Borderlands. Mean, the, uh, undeniably the best part of the Borderlands franchise. Mm-hmm. Could he, I mean, I'm not going to pick him, but Claptrap is also a fair option. We are not going to pick him, but he I is am an not option. Claptrap, yes. We're not iconic. Claptrap. He's, he is yeah, iconic. Claptrap is undeniably iconic. For, for better or worse. Yeah. Um, I, this might be my last one. I'm going to go with Voss from Far Cry 3. Another good pick. I've not played a Far Cry. I can't say for sure. Now I'm getting in my head about icon, like Owen's iconic bullshit, but then I still want to celebrate great performances. Now I wouldn't say Owen's iconic bullshit. This is all of our iconic bullshit, Peter. We all signed off on this. Don't 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 make it look like Owen's got this bad narrative going on. Well, it's our bullshit. It's me and Owen's bullshit. If that's how you want to draw the uh, line. Well, right? that's that's the fucking podcast right there. Like that's <laughs> that's all this has ever been. All right, come on. Or, do you have any more? One. You go now. I now I'm I'm too paranoid now. I'm going. I'm, now I'm just thinking. Um, I'm gonna go with Pikachu. It says Pikachu. Um, Pikachu is on this list. Does, does Pikachu speak in the games? Depends on the game. It's no, Pikachu. I'm not. I'm not taking this. And I think let's I go Pikachu and Eevee. Pikachu says Pika, and I'm sure. I think it's in uh, X and Y. He also he or she speaks as well and says Pika and Pika P, as one might expect. We're just not doing this. We're not. We're not no, validating. No, this. we're not okay. going to validate this one. I'm going to say Be- this one won't get anywhere, but. Uh, I'm going to say the announcer in the Stanley Parable. Okay. Now, this one might be out of nowhere. And tell me if I'm wrong as people who've played the game. Herman Shimmerman is Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. Mm-hmm. 
I think on this list it should probably be there. Especially Arc, since what do like you think? A, a a line from the game is like the most one of the most part. famous in the history of gaming. I'm I'm a Bioshock hater, so that's my. Oh, take. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't like Bioshock, the first one. Oh well, I don't, I'm not in love with any of them really. Um, where are we at? Does anyone have any more that they want to throw out there? I uh, really, I, I feel like the ship is leaving, and there's as soon as we hit end record, I'm gonna think, oh my fucking god, I've oh. forgotten that. Um, I'm gonna say. This this isn't necessarily our crowd, but I want them included. I'm going to say Geralt. Okay. I just I we're only doing this topic once, and I want to make sure we get all of the heavy hitters on here that we should have on here. I well, I want to forget one. I'm like it's gonna it's gonna eat away at me. I want to throw Banjo on here. Banjo Kazooie with his and all the noises he makes. <laughs> I love those noises. If we can have room on this list for Oblivion Guard, why can't Banjo be here? Who doesn't like his sounds? <laughs> Um. Oh my God. Uh, I don't know. Owen might fight me on this. I want to make sure I. It's who I think it is. What about Kirby, guys? Roger Craig Smith is Ezio. Okay. No, I won't fight. Which is crazy. Crazy to think Roger Craig Smith is Ezio now that he's Sonic the Hedgehog so and has good. been for a long so time. Fucking good at it. Yeah. Yuri Lowenthal as Spider Man. I wrote him down, but once we kind of got into the yeah, exactly. I don't know if Owen off. would consider that. Um, I mean, I'll consider it. I mean, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know because he's really fucking good, and I mean, it's Spider Man. It's a really popular game, and. I don't know. Um, How many do we have right now? It sounds like we have a lot right now. I don't have it numbered currently. Um, Give me a moment. I can get it numbered. In the meantime, he's numbering markets our last chance. Are there any great ones? Are there any other great ones we can think of? What about Matt Mercer? Has he done anything we want to throw on here? We're at third. I'm thinking of like, I'm, I'm thinking of Laura Bailey as well. Like there's like, I mean, when I think of both of them, the first game that comes to mind is Fire Emblem Awakening. And that's not what I would recommend. Not what I would go in here. But like, Krom is Matt Mercer's defining role to me. When I think Matt Mercer, I think Krom. When I think Laura Bailey, I think Lucina. I mean, well, obviously, I think a critical role for both of them, but. Mm Iconic, best of the best. I mean, I didn't say it, but uh, Lee Everett, Walking Dead. How do we feel? Oh my god, we almost missed I'm it. Throwing it out there, the cast of Hades. Not the cast. We're not doing the cast. Can we give him an honorable mention? The rest of them that aren't Zagreus together. I mean, maybe they can like come up and accept the award if Zagreus gets there. I'll take it. Um, I don't know, guys. Kingdom Hearts. Goofy. I did have Haley Joel Osment written down, but it's like no. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So. Um, like I know there's like certain roles I like in Kingdom Hearts, but like iconic, like hmm. 
I don't know. I think I think Donald and Goofy are iconic, but I'm not sure if Kingdom Hearts is allowed to take that credit. I mean, I forget if you've heard about this, Owen, or if we've mentioned it before. There was a time where in Kingdom Hearts 3, like during the final showdown, like it's starting, there's a big long cutscene. They're all going at it, all the good guys, all the bad guys. There's a portion where Donald decides to put his life on the line and cast a life-threatening spell, which in Final Fantasy canon, at the time, no spellcaster in Final Fantasy had casted a spell of this intensity. Because, like, they, the, na- the spells in Final Fantasy are named on a scale like Fire, Fire, Fyraga, and, like, it just keeps going up. There's a naming convention that pulls from... I want to say Latin. It may not be Latin, but, like, there's a tier to it. And... Donald casts a spell called Zeta Flare at the bad guys and kills himself in the process. Uh, casting this spell. So iconic moment for sure. I've, I've I have looked up a the... bunch of top 10 and top 15 point of performances of games, by the way. I was trying to say good on us. We got a all, we got a lot. And to Mark and I's credit, FemShep is on all of these. Yeah, I know, but you you guys just haven't actually experienced that. You're just taking everyone's word for it. Mm-hmm. There's sorry, one on here. That's... There's two I keep seeing. I debated, but it also feels like it's kind of cheating. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill as Batman and Joker in the Arkham Trilogy. No. I, I wanted to stay away from it. Granted, I haven't played any of those games, but I definitely saw some people talking about it, and I said, nah. And the only other one I've seen on a, a lot of these is Jen Taylor as Cortana. Well, I haven't seen Oblivion Guards on any of them. And I think that's going to change to the... All right. What, we have 32 we right now. We have 32 right now. I shared the document with you guys in the Facebook chat. So we got to get to cutting this shit. Um... Do we want to read the list over for views, uh, listeners real quick? Sure. And while I'm reading, make sure you guys get into the document. I have Mario, Joel from The Last of Us, Kiryu Kazuma, Three Dog, Shulk, David Anderson from Mass Effect, Master Chief, Garrus from Mass Effect, Femshep from Mass Effect, The Halo Announcer, Ellie from The Last of Us, GLaDOS from Portal, Captain Price from Call of Duty, Snake from Metal Gear, Zagreus from Hades, Nathan Drake, Man and Gage from Immortality, Kratos. Immortality. Yeah, no, I said that weird. I know I did. Uh, Kratos, Arthur Morgan, The Oblivion Guards, Zavala from Destiny, Trevor from GTA V, John Marston, Red Dead Games, Handsome Jack, Borderlands, Voss, Far Cry 3. The Stanley Parable announcer, Andrew Ryan from Bioshock, Geralt, Banjo, Ezio, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, Revelations, Spider-Man, and Lee Everett. These are up for most iconic voice acting. And honestly, it's up in the air. I kind of think we're going to end up going half and half, half iconic, half just great performance at this point. Uh, since we're a split a split podcast, I'm I'm down to accommodate this. But uh, this could be this, this could be more of a bloodbath bath than I'm yeah. expecting. 
Yeah. This is fun. This is what I wanted. What if we each pick three that we want to get off the list? And it won't necessarily happen. We can fight against it, but just a good place to start because there's a lot. Maybe there's some overlap there because I know I've got three right now. I would I would pick off of here. Um, yeah, well, what if we all just went on the list when we did the thing of like, all right, let's see. Do all three of us think this should yes. be on the list? Yes, then it's A. It's two, then it's a B, and then anything after that's A. We can get rid of it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, if if all three want it gone, it's gone. That's what we're doing right now. Yes. Lee Everett, I don't want gone. Oh, he's not gone. I don't think he's gone yet. Uh, let, let, let's have it. Gone. Let's use less words. Let's lose. Let's use stay or go. Spider Man, okay. I say stay. I say stay. I guess I say stay for now. Ezio, I say stay. Stay. I say I say go. Competition's too fierce. You are not giving Roger enough credit for how fucking good he is across the entire trilogy. You see this character from his birth into his death as an old man. I just think the uh, the competition is very fierce right here. I'm not saying he's not worthy of being... Banjo is... He's really sweating fighting a fucking Banjo. Uh, Banjo, I, I appreciate, but I say go. I also say Banjo should go. Um, I still in here with the Mark. Mark, is he? Is, is Banjo? Is he gone? Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, there you are. Yeah, I'm back. Where were you? My internet, uh, my Ethernet cable fell out of my oh, PC. Oh jeez. So, but we're back now. All right. Well, Mark, while you just lost your internet, we evicted Banjo from the list. What the hell? Gone. What the? F- that's not. Did you guys hear the part I said I was ready to fight tooth and nail for banjo? Was that in the record? Oh, you were gone for that. Oh my god, that sucks. This is terrible. Why would you fight for banjo? Because he's a silly, goofy little bear who makes noises, and that really connects with a lot of people. You know, everybody has a little bit of banjo in them, and they Next just more than Etsy Auditore. Yeah, not a lot, not everyone has an assassin in them, Peter, but everyone has enough to to go. Oh, when he falls down. Not everything has a right. Yeah. Not every game has a random game show segment that completely ruins the game up to that point, but uh, that is not, Banjo not can luckily say he does. That's not Banjo's fault. He has to endure it just like the rest of us. If how, that's not relatable, I don't know what is. How much do you think Ochi owes to Banjo? As two video game dogs, do you think Banjo kind of like... Oh no! Showed him the way. Banjo's a bear. Yeah, Banjo's a bear. Oh, Banjo's a bear. Oh my goodness, that's embarrassing. Do you want to just start the podcast over right now? My that's God, I can't believe you made such a stupid. He looks like a dog. I, I think you owe it to him by keeping him on the list for now. And mm, no, I don't think that's gonna happen. Okay. Um, Geralt. So the this may not be the one, but maybe we've been a little too uh, shy. In some of these first picks of like, guys, are are we gonna pick Geralt? Because I don't really think so. No. I'm no. not. I would, I had no no uh, expect. Excuse me. No expectation for me. I don't know enough about this guy. Definitely I know he, it's his go. name. I know his job. I know his name. I don't even really know what he sounds like. I I should have picked Ben Stars, Clive, but no, he wouldn't have made it that far, and it would have mainly I, just been me fighting for him. See, I would have voted for him peter andrew ryan i think we both want gone right i think both all of us 
gonna say is we he's, can, oh that, that's the podcast is really you two and i'm just here so. <laughs> I, I also will kick andrew ryan i think he was iconic but fine i didn't feel strongly about him i just thought i was clever for breaking him up no no I, and it was fair it was fair but not gonna argue for him if we're doing half iconic half great performances he ain't he ain't making it stanley parable announcer can go i'll just I, evict that one i i i like him being on a list here but the, the, this is just there's a lot of really good picks and i just don't think he makes it too far if we are like ranking them all in order all 30 of them i'd say he gets higher maybe top 20 maybe top 15 not hard to say but not top 10 no um vas I'm going to say no, but I also don't know him very well. I'm going to say reluctantly no. I'm going to I'm going to say stay. I'm going to keep him alive for one round here at least. Just so that uh, you know me and Peter we can think out it a little bit. He is a pretty important video game villain in retrospect mm-hmm. here. You know who's also a very important uh, video one of the team. most important and the one I'm going to be fighting to the death to defend. Yes, that's the next one. Handsome yes. Jack. Yep, we're he stays. I'm gonna say be, go. I'm gonna say stay. He is the best thing out of that entire franchise, and get he came up on a lot of top ten lists. This fucking performance because he's that goddamn good. I so think... are are we just trying to make sure that we have a top ten list that looks like all the other ones? Is that what we're doing here? Peter, no, because there's going to be a couple that you pick that I'm going to fight to kick off. Oh, perfect. We're lining up exactly with Watch Mojo. Uh. Um, all right. John Marston. Um, Pardon me just wants to say no because there's another character. That uh, so it's I have Bye, the John. same belief. Like, I like John. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I like another character more than him. I I also even Red Dead Two made me like John Marston less, to the extent that like I've actually considered like maybe I should go back to that first game and play it again because I really did love it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Trevor from GTA Five. He gets the boot for me. I wouldn't have put him on this list to begin with personally. But that was, hey, that hey, was Mark, spit in your face. If I recall. You used to love Trevor. That was a long time ago. You, I would, you, I would, you I, can't turn around and act like you're fucking better than me. I'm right not now. saying like, oh, this is a terrible pick. It's just like, I, I'm just not. Well, he's, he's better than picking him. I, I, I'm saying the story in GTA 5 is just not very good in my opinion. That's what I would say. I would say and that as well. It has nothing to do with Trevor. I mean, sure, Trevor's, like, and Trevor's like kind of like... I feel like what keeps a lot of it together because he's a, uh, you know, a wackier guy, <laughs> just a wacky dude. But I would put Nico Malik from GTA Four over Trevor here. I like Nico the character better, voice acting maybe not. I don't know. Um, okay, Zavala from Destiny. I respect, but like. I don't think that's respectfully either. as respect can be. I yeah. vote that he goes. I would vote stay. He's uh, when we're talking iconic. You know, he's he's been there for all of Destiny. You know, always coordinating. I I feel like you're like playing a character right now. What do you mean? 
like uh, I don't know. You really want him to stay? You think he's gonna have legs here? I don't think he'll have legs for too much further. But I want to see him get like like how we picked Vost and you know get him past the first round. And that's how I feel about Zavala. Fine, fine. I'll allow it. Oblivion, Oblivion guards, guards can go. Are an easy no. stay for me. It's easy stay. Easy stay. If they end up. Oblivion Guards making the top 10 is like you two saying immortality is one of the top five best gaming narratives ever written. Well, it kind of might be, though. I, I, oh. th- I think about that so much of like you two went fucking nuts for our best narrative. I mean, episode, I, I just... still can't. I, I honestly struggle to think of what would be that. I mean, Immortality, probably one of my top 20 favorite games. Like, it's. You two are so blinded by the way, the method in that the story is told, as opposed to the story itself. You two are so blinded by the vehicle of the story. Well, because the vehicle is what makes it a video game. I also think the story is very good, also. I do too. It's just all really in between. It it pulls an FF16 if it's like it just gets way too overly complicated as it goes on and it loses its charm by doing so. Some things just aren't that complicated, Peter, and you just gotta you gotta be able to decode it. Um, Arthur Morgan is a stay. Yes, he's a stay. Peter, what do you say? I vote go. Kratos is a stay. You gonna veto Kratos, Peter? Not. Okay. Um, now for the number one draft pick, baby, Manon Gage. Manon Gage is gonna be a but go. She's not iconic, it. right? So she can't stay, right, Owen? I just oh, said Peter, go. it's yours. Oh, you actually said go. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I, the balls I don't. In your court. Oh no, I'm keeping stay because I want to fight Owen is on on his iconic thing. I mean, we, we should really be saying because we're we're listing characters here. Marissa Marcel, you know. That's that's what we're talking about here, right? He's so goddamn incredible. One of the best performances I've ever seen in a game. Nathan Drake is a stay for me. Um, I I I'd say he gets past the first round. That's what I'd say. I would say he'll get past the first round and probably not much more. Zagreus. Well, I love him. It's going to be a go for me. You see, in my mind, he could have made it further, but he's uh, he's not present with most of his friends and foes here, so that's where he gets the no from me. If it was oh, the no. entire cast of Hades. Oh, I, I no, that's just, that's ridiculous. I think it would make sense for this game, this game and this game only, but. I understand. I will say no then. We'll send him off. Um, We have Snake. Stay. Stay. Peter? Hey. You cut out there. I, I think we're cutting stay. Snake. Stay, stay, we stay. Close okay. one. We almost got rid of him, Peter. Jeez. Um, Captain Price, I'm literally only going to say go because I just don't think he'll succeed in this crowd. Which is fine. I don't know enough about him, so I, I I feel like I have to say no. Unless you made a very strong case. No, and I don't really feel like arguing it. It's just uh, a character that's around in one of the bigger series in the world. Uh, GLaDOS. Ace. Stay. Easy stay. I, I, she's making it all the way. 
I think she's a top five, maybe top three pick. Do it too. Ellie. Days, uh, what the fuck, you two? <laughs> I was just trying. No, no, she's. Owen's just, not, though. Owen's serious. Say, Peter, or Owen? Yeah, no, I'm going to say go just to put my opinion out there, at least for round one. Uh, Halo announcer. Stay. 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 Fem Shep. I'm gonna say go here because I don't I don't like that none of us have ever played this and we're just taking I'm it saying from other stay lists. Because if you have it if you have it your way, Mario would be like one through nine because iconic. And that's why I'm voting for stay. We use the I word mean, I, iconic. I I there was no deception. You focus here. you are focusing too much on Honest no. is my issue. We have to we have to care about what words mean in these contexts. And I there was no deception. Every message I sent about this topic leading up to it was I. But uh, then I say let's do best performances in gaming and ranking them. That's what I say. And then you say yeah, let's rank them with an exclamation point, which made me think I had annoyed you because any I don't ever see anyone genuinely use exclamation points. Um, I thought you were just saying that you thought my topic was just going to be us waxing poetic about iconic performances. Well, that's what I thought and you I wanted saying, to do yeah, it at no, first, and I was right. like, well, that's boring. Um, okay. Uh, I guess we're keeping Femship, but, like, how much are we going to let other people's lists, like, dictate ours? If it means not having another immortality as the fifth greatest narrative in all of gaming, I'm willing to accept a little bit of outside influence, but we'll see where this ends up. Garrus? I love I'm him say, to no. I'm gonna say no. I love him to death. One of the most iconic characters of Mass Effect, and his performance is great, but I will say no. I think he's outshined by the other two characters here. Uh, Master Chief is a stay for me. Stay. Uh, I would say no. Maybe, maybe he makes it past the first round, but like in the long term here, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see, Mark. We'll see. David Anderson. Stay. Hard stay for me. Stay. Shulk. Ace first round, baby. I, I gotta say, stay also. <laughs> what an incredible performance he gives. Uh, three dog can go. I love three dog, um, but I know when I've lost. Kiryu Kazuma. He can go. I'll no, say stay. That's a, that's a that's a big stay for me. I'll say stay. I'm not sure if I'll be on that on that train for too long, but I'll say stay for now. Then we have Joel. Uh, you could probably give it a Joel. I'll stay. I'll, I'll say stay. I think, I truly think Troy Baker is Joel's like the best performance. I've heard one of the best performances I've heard in the game. It's top three, top four. Come on. Not that I I think that this takes away from the list, but honestly, after HBO Last of Us, I kind of like Pedro Pascal's Joel more than Troy Baker's. I'm not I don't... Lie. I mean, yeah, that's another conversation for another day, but both are really good, but I mean, Joel is 
I mean, Joel is Trey Baker. Trey Baker is Joel for me. Uh, and then we have Mario. Stay. So how many did we actually cut? We should go over that because I feel like we did not cut many in that first round. We cut one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, that's actually pretty good. That's like one third. Yeah. yeah, there are twenty-two left. We need to pick a folks. We need to pick which are definitely going over. I was gonna say yeah, the opposite. Now let's go for our locks. Okay. We should have at least five locks, I think, from this. I agree. I think Glados is gonna be one of them. Yep. Arthur Morgan's gonna be one of them. I think Snake is gonna be one of them. I'm ignoring okay. that right now, Mark. Oh man. Am I correct in that assumption with Snake? <sighs> I'd say yes. so. I think Oblivion Guards will be one of yes. them. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. No, you are not doing this to another Number list. 10. You are not Number pulling your tooth bullshit on another list. This isn't bullshit, Peter. You're just yes, it is. In you, the way every the list we make, game. you two team up for some fucking dumb, crazy bullshit that doesn't make any sense. It does. And make this sense. time, it's the Oblivion Guards. But that's the problem, Peter. <laughs> it makes sense. No, it doesn't. No, it, immortality is top five narrative. Didn't make sense. This doesn't make sense either. I'm not letting you do this again. Peter, stop. You have violated the law. You will forfeit your stolen goods. Mario. Is in. Okay. I guess, but he's sitting next to the Oblivion Guards, Peter. Fredos. I I knew. I knew this was coming. He's just not like Oblivion Guards iconic, you know, Peter. Here go he's going. So I'm not sure by my iconic definition if I would even have Arthur Morgan on it. If we want them both to sink, I can accept that. It's either they both make it or they both sink. Um, Do I want to feel victory or make sure that my foes can't have it? I, Which is more satisfying. I lean more towards they both make it just because it's a logical case of two great performances. Um, but then Arthur will be number one. No, not necessarily. I I'm not I'm not in fight for Arthur mode right now. I mean, I could be in fight for Arthur mode, but I say we'll let them both make it. Okay. Uh, now. Mark is not as hot on Master Chief, which is, surprises me a little bit. Me too, actually. He just doesn't like, like as far as iconic performances go. It's like I don't think of Master Chief for his performance. I think of him for being the guy for the job, and he's there, and he's there. No, I I like think, think of the voice. You too. I, I, you do? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't really think of his voice super often. Okay, I'm going to do like a different highlighter color for this just because... It seems like we're really, we're really going to have a fight for Iran. Okay. Yeah, from this point on, 
We have moved Mario, GLaDOS, Snake, Kratos, and Arthur Morgan officially on to the end of the list. And Master Chief, I guess, is kind of up in the air, but I I think he'll probably end up making it the way it's going. Is uh, our Oblivion Guards in the same list there for Master, we, or Master Chief? In the short list? I mean, I can I can put a an orange highlighter on them. <laughs> I can. Do I would it. like. I would like that to happen because I know we're serious about it, Owen. All right. So now we need to decide who will be granted in the last. So we have five locks. We have five more. Two people in the hunt. And then we have a whole list here. John Marston and Geralt not making it on, but the fucking Oblivion Guards, possibly. Are you guys hearing that? I don't know what that is. Peter, what's going on? What? We, can hear, we can hear nature around you. It's like the shower it's is running. It's an airplane going over my apartment. Interesting. It didn't sound like that at all. Um. Okay. Who do we poke at next? I say we get rid of Spider-Man. Does that work? I think that's fair. Let's get rid of him. Oh, come on, Peter. You wanted him on the top ten. It's an incredible performance. It's good. You want the fucking Oblivion cards on there. Shut the fuck up. This is iconic, Peter. And they are, I think, to an extent, the Oblivion cards are more lovable than Spider-Man. Gary Lowenthal is one of the most prominent voice actors of our age. He gave his best performance as one of the most iconic characters ever created. And the Oblivion Guards also breathe a life, a breath of life into the cities of Oblivion as they watch over you and try to maintain order, no matter how good they are at it. Zavala has to go. Yeah, I agree. I think we can. I think we can see him go. I think we can also see... Hiryu Kazum is gone. No, no. Yes, Owen, back me up. I uh, I don't think Kiryu's on the final list. Thank you, oh. Owen. Who sounds in a leading role as tough and cool and ready to do anything as Kiryu? Kratos. No, no, I disagree. That, that just isn't true. They're not comparable. When, when Kiryu says anything, I have the utmost confidence that he can make it happen. No other character on this. The, list. There, uh, there is an element of that to that character, but I, I'll let you keep him around for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he'll be on the main list, but I'll let you keep him around for a little bit. Just um, go. Yeah, no, there's just no passion behind him. Yeah, not our list, at least. I also don't think Ezio's on our list either. <sighs> He's on mine. If you have an oblivion can, guard, can can we go? Can we go for a lower hanging fruit right now? Which depends what we're talking about. I think that would be uh, man and gauge. Here's here's my case. You are so inconsistent in what you believe. It's no, sickening. No, because she is the only one who has the advantage on this list of just like getting to be herself. She's just an actor. She's not even a voice actor. 
Well, she's That's playing a great distinction. Well, she's also playing multiple characters, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great. Time. She's acting. It's not voice acting. She's making a very good uh, point. I didn't I, think of. In my mind, this was iconic performances, not now, voice acting. Somewhere there are voice actors out there ripping their hair out as they hear us say that voice acting and acting is different. But I think you no, all but, get what we mean. Okay, no, but now old Mark is also bringing a good point because, like, with Arthur and Kratos, like, think of the motion capture performances. This is another thing. Well, I'm not saying that motion capture can't be used, but I do think that there has to be, like, a distinctly different way that acting is approached when you're just in a booth recording lines or you're walking around in a, like a blue screen area or man engaged is doing is walking around at sets acting. She just doesn't have like a bunch of balls on her fucking body. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's in real sets and sees the environment. Well, 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 is this an iconic? I could go either way here. This, this list, I feel like could be easily titled iconic performances in games iconic performances because that's what it is even at the game awards it's best performance it's not best voice acting because that's mm. where we are with games it is more than just the voice now there is a case there i'm down for saying iconic performances either way i still want man engage gone um but i i'm actually down to just outright change the name to performances i'm i'm not even sure if i've been using voice acting the whole time or if i started by using performances let's do performances mhm okay marissa marcel though is pretty cool maybe not the, i can't like that's where you would get me it's like it's definitely amazing but she's not the halo gonna... announcer iconic how about this yes he's iconic he's absolutely iconic I, I would, say so too. I would if we have. Sounds him, like we, we have, have a lock. I feel like I would have him over at Master Chief any day of the week. I think I would too. I, my ideal list, I think would include both of them, especially if we if we steered all the way into the iconic part of it. Um, let's get let's at least get his name. I know we're doing, but. It's uh, nice. it's Jeff Steitzer, I believe. Okay. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um. Okay, who else are we poking out here? We need to poke someone out. Uh, um, Ezio's gone. I I think I see him still on the list here. I will let Ezio leave because there's one of the character I'm going to fight like hell for. And I'll highlight and that character for you in orange. And that would be Handsome Jack, I assume. I'm fighting like hell for Handsome Jack. I think he is. It's he is iconic. He is an incredible performance. One of the best villain performances in the games. He is remarkable. He's one of the few. Sh like there is so much awful writing in that franchise, other than Tales, obviously. That it is a miracle, a miracle. That Handsome Jack was written by the people who wrote Borderlands 2. I'm going to highlight the Halo announcer in orange right now. I think he could be. I think the Halo announcer could be yellow. I think he's full making, yellow. I, full yellow. I, he's in. 
Yeah. I think he's full yellow, yeah. He's full yellow. Wow. Yeah, four more openings. Four more openings. We have the list is eighteen total right now, so we have eight leftovers. I think I can finally part with Madden. That's the list is getting the show. I she's incredible, but I think there's others on this that I would rather make it. I agree. Um, iconic. Where are we at with Joel Miller from The Last of Us? Joel is. Joel is iconic. Joel is iconic. Ignore the TV show. Doesn't matter. Troy Baker is Joel is iconic. You can't even argue that. It is a bummer that that it has to be compared to Pedro Pascal, though. Do you Don't. like Pe- Okay, yeah, you did the yellow. Is 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 Joel yellow? I think he is, isn't he? Mark, do you disagree? For Joel being yellow, yeah, I. Like, not that it should only be one or the other, but, you know, I think Ellie also. And then I tried to think, is if I could only have one of them, would I only have one of them? Would I have both of them? Um, But I think I would put Joel over Ellie. I think I would. I think I would, too. I think I would, too. So I'll I'll do full yellow. We're hitting seven. In the primary list. Um, Jokai Dora, I don't know if he's one of the most iconic performances of all time. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I'm starting to part ways with some of my kids, okay? I'm making sacrifices. The kid that I'm questioning right now is the legendary character that every kid knows at home, David Anderson. You you watch yourself. This is EA's fault that every kid doesn't know David Anderson. Also, it really is. And on on top of that, you know, Mass Effect's more of a mature thing, you know. Mass Effect isn't just for the kids, you know. And Mass Effect is for the intellectual, the adults in the room. And then EA also made it disappear for a long, long time. Look. Look, 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 look. All I know is Owen is starting to point the gun at me and Mark's favorites so that he can get the fucking Oblivion guards on here. And oh, I'm Peter, fighting like problem, hell to keep the guards the, off this fucking list. The problem with that argument is that I'm right there with him also arguing with the Oblivion guards. Kiryu is gone. Owen and I agree. Kiryu is gone. Are you sure? Yeah, yes, I yeah. am sure. Uh, Kiryu doesn't have the juice for for yeah. this list. He's got Kiryu is gone. The Master Chief, I'll tell you that. I don't Owen? think that's the case. Lee Everett? The, uh, no. I don't we, want to part with him. Yeah, we've been letting him slide here, and it's partly exactly. because Wait. I kind of can't justify saying no. I can't justify saying yes to Lee if we're cutting Kiryu. You know? They have nothing to do with each other <laughs> you just want to hurt me and owen for cutting care you i mean i Lee like everett I like is, he's great is a pillar of a of good performances in games 
but like a, Kiryu, incredible character. So, but Kiryu is also, and he is the glue to the entirety oh. of the Yakuza series. I mean, I guess until Like a Dragon, but that's there's so many other games. It's just so much about his story. He's already gone, Mark. But he lasted so long for a reason. He was in the the main role, and then there's also just Yakuza, the man with no name. That's like it's very clearly Kiryu again. Like he's not gone actually. Um, so I I don't think it is that crazy to think he would be here because like his his charisma and uh, his energy is the what we is like the core of that. I'm series. sorry, Mark. I'm sorry. It's a very impassioned case. But I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, here's here's one that I would agree to, and I I hate being the advocate for this, but I just need our list to be true. I would much sooner put Male Shepherd on here instead of Femship because <laughs> we just. Uh, None of us have any history with Femship besides the fact that we've been told that it's a good performance. Oh, I mean, I've seen plenty of clips online of just oh, scenes right. Hale is one of the, well. Oh my god! Which is like Peter the Hale is one of the, the most prominent voice actresses in the industry. What the fuck in, are you talking in, about? In multiple industries. Multiple industries. Matter. I'm not denying it, it can be a great performance. I'm sure. Then here's my but, thing. Here's my thing. Femshep goes, so do the fucking Oblivion Guards. I just don't understand. Don't just say that about any character on this list. No, 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 no. I'll drop it for anyone else, but sincerely, if Femshep has to go, there is no world where Femshep is leaving a list of iconic gaming performances and the fucking Oblivion Guards stay. (laughs) This isn't happening. <laughs> no, I. My main take on on Femship is like, are we trying to make GameSpot's list, like, as opposed to <laughs> it's funny the Oblivion no, Guards? No, it's it's not only funny. It's that we're trying to include a performance that we just have no history with. Well, Owen, oh, we've played. Oblivion oh, Peter and I have played Mass Effect, and like we Honestly, know Shepard like as the character. We we've Peter, you've seen clips of Fem Shift and like scenes it's that we have more seen. Than clips. Yeah, like it's not like we have zero experience with this. Like we we have a frame of reference of what we're going off here. It's like it's like I'm saying we're picking Shepard and we're picking the best Shepard. Is what it is. We've played. There is no planet. There, I this list will come to a screeching halt. If Oblivion Guards make it over Femship, there is no fucking planet that I will exist on. Well, Peter, that is a list that I participate. There's in There's a planet you're getting closer and closer to where they make it over Handsome Jack. <laughs> I mean, if we have to pick between Femship, Femship, and Handsome Jack, Handsome Jack's making it on. I feel like I would pick both Oblivion Guards and Handsome Jack, but we're we're not talking about Master Chief enough. Like I, he's hanging on by a thread in my eyes, but it doesn't seem that way for you guys. Can Nathan Drake go? I think he can. Yeah, I I kind of disagree with you guys on that one, but I I understand that I've lost. Nathan Drake. Do we do we say goodbye to David Anderson? I think we do. There's only like three spots left. He's a top fifteen, maybe. Yep. 
We'll say, see, we're making sacrifices. Like the, the 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 problem there is like really when it comes down to iconic and greatest performances, and he's definitely in the greater category. We say goodbye to Shulk. I don't want to. I'd be happy. Do you think I want to say goodbye to Anderson? I don't want to say goodbye to Shulk. Look, all right, then get rid of the fucking Oblivion Guards. You just will throw like that's just the leverage for uh, anything. We're talking about Shulk, Fem Shep, Ellie, Lee Everett, and you're like. The oblivion. You're talking about all of your fucking kids, and then there's the fucking weird kid who smells bad, and you're like, "But you know, he's exotic <laughs> though." Fourth grade wouldn't have been fourth grade without smelly kid, Peter. Yeah, like, the smelly kid will not be missed. No one will think you're funny because I picked smelly kid over my daughter. Like no but one's gonna laugh at you. They're gonna like, "What's wrong with you? You're a monster." The experience. With Smelly Kid is iconic, and Oblivion Guards has a place. As you look at your fucking kids just back at you, as you're like, oh, sorry, kids, Smelly Kid's funnier. <laughs> um, I would be down to take Ellie off. I think... That's too easy. It's too easy you're doing that with. I think before we get to Ellie, we've we should, I think settling our our beef with Master Chief here, guys. Like, what are we waiting? Your for? your beef with Master Chief. Let's be clear, Peter. Peter if Master I'm, Chief, I'm I'm keeping my powder dry on Master <laughs> Chief. I'm waiting to see how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> if Master Chief goes, Peter of Living Guards can go. How's that sound? Are you serious? I'm not serious. I just wanted to oh, see. Oh, I would have signed on that shit so quick. <laughs> Look, we have three spots left, and the list is getting shorter. I am being very careful with who okay, I. So who we I we already have three things list, highlighted in orange. Before we ever should be highlighted in orange. Let's go over who we have that we're picking for for listeners. Okay, so on the list so far, we have Mario, Kratos, Arthur Morgan, Glados, Snake. The Halo announcer and Joel from The Last of Us. Left to be decided, we have Shulk, Master Chief, Fem Shep, Ellie, Oblivion Guards, Smelly Kid, Handsome Jack, and Lee Everett. You know, I'm down to just put Handsome Jack on the list right now. I think so yes. too. I think yes. yes. And then there's only two spots left. God damn it. Yes, Jack made it. I think this is the time to highlight Oblivion Guards in yellow. I think they're no, right in no, 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 no. And then if Shell could be the last one, guys, I think that'd be really cool. So, oh. Peter, you get Shulk, but we get the Oblivion Guards. I think I. Ellie can go. I'm gonna agree. Let's get rid of Ellie. When it comes down, love you, Ashley. You're you're, you're great, but I'm dealing with Smelly Kid over here. I'll uh, give you Femship if we get Oblivion Guards. How about hey, Mark, 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 Lee Everett and Shulk. Wait, no, Peter. We just take Shulk. Oh, and you're going to let Shulk Lee Everett fucking burn. But I'd rather Lee Everett than Shulk. I'd rather Master Chief over Lee Everett. 
we have a conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're all pointing guns. I would bring up the office, but I don't fucking hate myself. Okay, cool. Who, who, has, who is in the most good games of these characters? I mean, well, I mean, the Oblivion Guards are one shot for one. In the back of the head. They are one for one. A strong one for one. That's 100% good The game. Everett's one for one. Is he? Spoiler. I feel like there's maybe a, maybe there's a flashback in other games where... There is, boys. There is a flashback in two. And that's, people don't really say that's like the greatest game, so... Mm. Now, Shulk, on the other hand, he's... The effort is one of the most gut-wrenching emotional performances ever done in a game. I don't know if I'd say the most gut-wrenching, but he's got a he's got a good episode five in The Walking Dead. We got a really good list of five here. I'll give us this. We got a really good list of five. We still have to arrange the top ten too. We haven't gotten to that yet, but yeah, we sure haven't. Um. Uh. Okay. Brad and him. We gotta make something happen. Yeah. Okay. Let's make something happen. Lee Everett and Shulk make it. The other three drown. I. I don't think you've heard me, so I'm gonna say it again. The Oblivion Guards are not getting on this list. So help me God. In case I was mistaken before, I want to be abundantly clear this time. I'll. I'll give you if I'll give you Master Chief if you give us Oblivion. No, no, you're not. You're giving yourself Master Chief because you want Master Chief. You win, and you get two for two in that scenario. We um, can make a deal that does not have Oblivion guards. Easily done. Easily done. A deal with Oblivion guards. I've got nowhere to be. So, Peter, as a deal without Oblivion Guards, how do you feel about Master Chief and Lee Everett? I can deal with that. I can do that. Now, Mark, how do you feel? I don't feel good about any of those. <laughs> Owen, you want to do Master Chief and Lee Everett? My hand is out, ready to shake. Anticipation. It's done. We have our title. We get a range I'm, I'm, I'm going to be... I'm going to be honest. I think the most BNY the list could be would be having it be Shulk and Oblivion Guards. That means so little to me, you don't understand how little that means to me. You want to do Master Chief and Lee Everett, my hand. Owen, you have a deal. You just no, have to no, shake but, my hand. But Mark is very against it. I, I can't just say like... And I'm incredibly against Oblivion Guards, but because Mark is against something and I'm against something. Oh, well, we got less than Mark. Well, yeah, no, but Mark is against both of them. This is true. He makes a good point. I am against them, so we should probably just not do either of them. I'm... Podcast listener, put your hands in the air. And give me the energy. Not fall asleep as I'm up till four in the morning arguing against Oblivion Guards, making it onto this list that will last in infamy. Mark, you're not presenting solutions here. I want solutions from you. Um, well, Femship's on the table too here, so that's... Yeah, you not... guys are really passionate fighting for that one. 
I'm trying to do as much I as just, I can. Is there any one of these we can just get through? No, there's not. All five like, of them are in each other's way. I I would be more passionate for Femship if Shulk wasn't here, who I am more passionate about. So then is Femship gone? I don't want to say yes yet. I think because... we have to say goodbye to Femship. Well, I'll, we, I'll say goodbye to Femship and put Shulk on the list. No, no, because you're getting marked here. No, 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 no. I take that back then, because that's you just trying to get Mark onto your side. I'm not doing that. Well, Mark's on my side. (laughs) Oh, but that's even more so, because then he has less to lose, because then you guys go, oh, Choke's on, let's just get Oblivion Guards. Nope, I know how this will go. I've been been in this corner a dozen times or more recording this fucking podcast. I know where I am, I know how I end up here, and I know how I lose, because I lose here all the time. I'm not making the same mistakes again. The Oblivion Guards, you don't understand me. The Oblivion <laughs> Guards are not making it on the list. We are not ranking the tent. We're not going to bed. We're not finishing the recording. Nothing else is happening until the Oblivion Guards definitively do I not make it onto this goddamn list. The problem I can't is... say it enough, and I will not stop saying it. The problem is, Peter, is that I feel like in Owen and I's mind, the list is finished with Shulk and Oblivion Guards. Well, that's great, but this podcast has three people. But there's no you two other win characters. These all of the time. No, here's and the we're thing, not though, doing this again. Is that we abolished the filibuster on BNY long ago. So... If we are about to do a list that has Arthur Morgan at number one and the fucking Oblivion Guards on it, Peter did not get a say in this list. I mean, again, we, we could easily not have Arthur Morgan at number one, Peter. If we, you want to, if here's a here's a here's a fucking the I'll make for you. Get Arthur Morgan out of the list. You can have the fucking Oblivion Guards. Oh, that's just not possible. We'd be lying, and if we did that, yeah, no, we're we're honest people here. So, Peter, I don't think there's any character. Are any of these performances we have left of the final five that we all agree on, right? There's just nobody. That's correct. You know that Lee Everett's great, and you're only saying in this moment he's not, so that there's another opening for your bullshit. I have a memory of Mark trying to play that game. He's never I, able to. I did. I played The Walking Dead. I finished it. Oh, you finished you know it? it. Oh, I, no, played, I, I know he did, season. but he loved Lee, but he's only saying he didn't love Lee right now because his dumb bullshit is in play, and he wants the d- 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 dumb bullshit. Because we're talking about Iconic, and you are not giving credit to the Oblivion Guards for the amount of love people have for them. The fucker. It does not. Okay, wait. So the love that other people have for them. So, oh, and are we are we not making our own list? Then he's talk. He's bringing other people's opinions into this let's, shit. Uh, I thought we were doing a list. Let's recall that I put Oblivion as my number one game ever. Mm-hmm. And I think Oblivion. Motherfucker, Shulk, Master Chief, Femship, three of my top ten games. All right. I, I do go back. I'm not willing to part ways with some of them. It's not Oblivion, but I go back to Skyrim Pilgrimage not too long ago. Like, there's something that these characters, these Oblivion guards, embody of a certain, uh, uh, I don't want to say archetype, but a certain, a, a distinct personality present in Bethesda games that many people, including us at BNY, you can't really speak to this, Peter, because you haven't, you don't, 
you haven't gone to the deep dive of Bethesda yet, a couple of weeks, sure you will. But uh, that's there, and that's something that is appreciated. Very iconic that if someone saw like someone trying to impersonate one of these guards, they'd be like, oh, that's that's Oblivion Guard. Mario. And Mario as well, and he's on the list. He's on the list, so we don't even have to worry about that. Oblivion Guards. Yeah. (laughs) One of these things is not like the other. It is 2023. He's not invited. This is 2023, and here we... Owen, you know that I'm right. You know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm right. If I were to say Mario Kratos Master Chief, duh, Mario Kratos oblivion guards how did you get in here who let you in this, get him out of here this is the only thing that makes me wish like uh i still use twitter and more specifically if bny had like a usable twitter because i would just i would be posting the oblivion guard like face just all day yeah just we're not in that world where we're cool and popular we're in this one we're arguing about the oblivion guards at 12 o'clock at night on a wednesday um, I think he's. I think he's a lock, Peter. There's no, no other character we he's feel. Not the collective. You guys are gonna, once he's in, once they are in, you are going to morph the list into whatever you and Owen want, and then I will be left out in the cold again, as what? I'm just watching you two have a great Thanksgiving dinner with the Oblivion let's, Guards and Arthur Morgan at your fucking table. Let's not act like there's a whole other list of characters that you wholeheartedly agree with on this list. There is Handsome Jack on there. Joel, you agreed with. You agree with... They're going to get but... 10 and 9, and I know that already. And all of your guys' shit is going to get to the top of the list again. Because that's I... what always fucking happens. I can promise you that they will not be 10 or 9. Does it mean... Mark... Right now, you are trying to get everything you want. Your promises don't mean jack fucking shit I mean, to me. To, for what it's worth, when we I'm gonna get press to the, the button, I'm going to press the button again. Let me press the button again. The Oblivion Guards will not be making it on this list. I'm I, not shifting my position on this. Just, I will there's... burn this to the ground before the, I let you do this. There is just no other character on this list with this kind of passion we have. Would you agree, I Owen? Feel I'm not crazy for saying that. Passionate about Lee Everett and Shulk. You feel incredibly passionate about Shulk as well. Owen yeah. feels incredibly passionate about Master Chief. Fem Shep needs to go. I think Owen, it's, a... it's two against one. Yeah, at least on this stance, you can at get rid point, of Fem Shep. I'm letting you point, do this. Yeah, at this point, Fem Shep, because this, I would, I, I, I'd say she's a contender here, but there's just not enough slots, and there's other characters I would rather fight for here. So yes, I give you that. I so, see. I just made another sacrifice because, like, I'm a fucking adult, and I, I have sacrificed many of my favorites tonight because I'm willing to make compromises. So I have been a reasonable person, not dragged kicking and screaming to get rid of all my other characters, like Mark was with Kiryu. I have made sacrifices without throwing a fucking fit. Do Kiryu? not let the guards do, on here. I do think i have to take listenability into account as this is a podcast and i think the deal that settles it is that we put shulk and master chief on it that i can live with i can live with this but my hand is out owen are you shaking it 
Master Chief says like 10 things, guys. Are you shaking my hand? Come on, Mark. Finish the fight. Let me Master... shake hands. Oblivion guards, though. Now, oh, I, Master Chief now... says way more than that. You're just not listening. And that's Oblivion... not his fault. It's yours. Oblivion Mark... guards have just as much dialogue as Master Chief. Mark, Mark, we've had a lot of fun. Everyone will remember this. No Can one will forget the how far they made it. Can we give them the honorable mention? No. I say Colin. yes. I say yes I, on the honorable mention. That's the only way we, we end this. I can shake on that. Win. Finally, I fucking win one of these competitions. So he's on. They are honorable mention, though, Peter, right? They are. They are. Is yes. he, are they on the list? That's kind of like part of the list is the honorable. Oh, but it's not. Yes, it is. Other okay. people who win participation trophies, if they feel like they won. Well, this is Tell the only you they didn't. Everyone else is not getting this trophy, Peter. All right, it's time to order it. Finally! <laughs> Finally, I win one of these arguments. I mean, we long ago, we could have gone full dictator and just been like, nope, we're, we're doing it. And you wouldn't have been I'm able sorry, to stop your us. scoreboard is 11 to 1, and you're trying to not hey, be humble about hey, the let's one. Let's not forget. Let's not forget the time I was in your position with Assassin's Creed 2, okay? Oh my god, that was two years ago. Like, we're acting like that just happened. Um, so okay. Uh, what looks out of place right now, right? Because the technical ranking right now is number one Mario, number two Kratos, number three Arthur Morgan, number four GLaDOS, number five Snake, number six the Halo announcer, number seven Joel, number eight Handsome Jack, number nine Shulk, number ten Master Chief, and honorable mention Oblivion Guards. I think Arthur Morgan could be higher. I don't think so. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just trying to get Peter. We do the thing where we write them down, then do numbers, or just talk amongst ourselves. Because I, I think I think we should just talk on. it, talk it out here. I think I know what should be number one. I think I know what should be number ten. I think number one. Oh wait, should we do? Okay, okay. Well, now you're throwing me off because I kind of want to build from the top down, or should we do bottom up? Let's I... do. Let's do bottom up. Bottom up is more anticipation. Mm -hmm. So I think. Who do we think the bottom? And should be Shulk. I was going to say Halo announcer. Oh, it should be Shulk. I have to be fair here. Shulk got in and that makes me great, but Shulk is a god amongst, or like, is a king amongst gods here. I have to, I have to be realistic. I, I'm I fine with Shulk being number 10. I was thinking Shulk sitting at 9 and we have our Halo announcer at 10. That's oh, just because he's higher up. Just because he's. You know, like as far as performance goes, like he's he's not embodying a character. He's just a force we love. I'm do to feel this. I'm taking your hands. I'm sitting you down. Charles Martin A does not give the performance of a lifetime, you guys. <laughs> you're talking you're telling me about Master Chief says ten words. Ario says Wahoo. Has said what? Wahoo. 30 years that's all <laughs> and, he's done and if not for him no one in their right mind would ever say wahoo but we well still you say know because uh, of him. honestly that performance is just so hurt by chris pratt 
Uh, he's oh, just Master Mario Chief, in my like, mind now. Had like a lot of sex in his in his fucking show, so he's also had a not a. We're not bringing the movies into this because if we do, um, Joel's the whole fucking mess. I think to kind of break into the middle here, I think Mario should be number five. That's fine with me. The perfect center of iconic versus performance. I would have put them at four person. Even like at Luigi, five. Wario, and Waluigi are all in there too, so all four of them are gonna be included if that makes it feel better, Mark. But um Mario is five. I think I, I can live with that. I think Arthur Morgan should be number six. Fuck yep. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Mark, are you going to disagree? I would maybe say he's maybe six, maybe four. I have a one that I'm fighting for. I don't even know if I have a one on here. Uh, I don't. I'd say GLaDOS is maybe number one. I'm not going to lie. Like GLaDOS is top three. I think. Hang on, slow down. We're not. Are we doing number number one? Because I have. No, we're I have starting from the bottom up, but then that was we didn't. No, no, we, we're we're like kind of just doing. I don't want to declare number one yet. I want to see what what we can place around in the middle, and then we can fight number one. Let's build some anticipation here. I think Kratos, who is currently sitting in the number one spot, should actually be more like number eight or nine okay no hold on this is above master chief and is above the halo announcer and is above shulk and is above handsome jack now this is why i disagree which is like this iteration of kratos has only existed for two games and i do think there's two of the best games playstation's ever made but like have also been played by tens of millions of people. These aren't niche titles. I don't know. E- even though, like, someone no, like... more people have played God of War than Portal 2, right? Yeah, okay, sure. Um, but it only came... But it's, it, it's recent, but if more people have played God of War, more people have grown towards God of War and felt an appreciation towards God of War, does the release date really even matter? A little bit because I don't know. I, I like, I like the legacy that is involved in a lot of these other characters. Technically Kratos has existed since the PS2. Yeah, I know with a different actor, but like I, maybe you could argue that the time he had in the two thousands that he's built and grown on since then makes his performance that much more great. You know, the, like I mean, that's more so talking about the character, and maybe not so much the performance at that point. Um, you know, I you know, think Mario I, five, by the way. So, guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I messed that up. I think. Uh, Handsome Jack is good at eight. How about that? Do we have nine and ten figured out? We have 10 figured out. We might not have 9 figured out. Who's 10? I don't even know. 10 so, is Shulk. I didn't think we locked that in, but okay. 
Halo is announcer is currently number four. Master Chief is currently number nine. Where are we putting these guys? I think Chief at nine is perfect. I'll settle for Chief at nine. Dead Jack at eight. And ten through eight are settled. Should we do... Can Halo announcer go to seven? Yep. All right. Then what if Arthur at six, Mario at five, Kratos at four, then... What did I mess up? I keep messing up my pasting on the list, but... uh. Then where's Joel? Kratos at four. Joel. Hmm. I think... Really? One of the best performances ever done in a game, Troy Baker is Joel. Truly. And I do I do think Joel is Troy's best performance, I, coming I, from a man who's given some incredible performances over the years. I do think Joel is a top four. Okay, so I'll maybe maybe even the top three being GLaDOS Snake and Joel. Not in that order, but I I, can, I want Joel over Kratos for some reason. I guess I, think I just that's like Joel. Very fair. Yeah, I think I would put Joel over Kratos as well. If we're talking about okay. wouldn't, but here's a compromise. I'm fine with that. Does anyone have a definitive number one that they want at this point? Because I do. I do too. I think I would like GLaDOS at number one. I want Snake. I want GLaDOS. Fuck. It is. You hear that? I know it's the same with Snake. But there's just something about GLaDOS that the word iconic is just printed to her character. I can't describe it. That's... GLaDOS is the definition of iconic. And I think Snake is right underneath her. You too. Three. And then we have Joel. Then Kratos. Uh, I would swap Mario and Kratos personally. That's just me, but I would. I would. Wahoo is not going after. Is not going we're above talking, Kratos. That's we're just talking. Not we are talking about performance and not character. Let's be. Let's be clear here. And the performance of Charles Martinet over the years in many shapes and forms is uh, not formed. as impressive. It's 2018 in Ragnarok and does We're not even come talk about iconic. Close. We're talking about iconic performances no, here. Not, not no, the character. We're not no, talking about a backstory. No. Wahoo is not going over. No, you Kratos. you already Wahoo, you Wahoo's already used over. you already used your stern voice in this episode, Peter. You don't get to use it again. Peter Wahoo well, I mean, made I'm it over Leo. Don't get me wrong. I mean Oblivion Guards, I would have you signed off on this country to its knees. If the Bolivian guards had gone there, I'm not even coming close to that kind of intensity with this. Yeah, Ma, mummy. You signed off that Wahoo is more important than uh, the That's so event. stupid. Oh my god, everyone's like, Charles Martinet is one of the greatest voice actors ever. It's like, yeah, he was great as Mario, but he Wahooed and oh yeah, for 30 years, everyone. Like, let's, not act like, let's not act like this is the, like fucking Da Vinci. Let, right after you've conquered like a huge milestone as as you've beaten Super Mario 64, he's there to tell you, thank you so much for to playing my game. And he also says, so long, Gay Bowser. 
He did, but then in Mario 64 Superstars, they changed it. So, yeah, kind of a bummer. What about on NSO, Peter? What does he say? He says Gabe Bowser. Oh, cool. Good. Now, can someone provide me some context there? Like, why would he be saying that? You don't know. He's supposed to be saying a Bowser, but it sounds because the, he says so long. And then uh, the it just kind of transitions. The G from long enters uh, okay. following word, and it turns into yes. gay. It's now, he's now, like spinning them around and throwing them. The question the is, is, is that actually problematic at all? I don't think Bowser identifies as gay, so he's just needlessly bringing that up. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um. Okay, well, the list as it sits right now, I'm pretty happy with it, which that would be Honorable Mention Oblivion Guards, number 10 Shulk, number 9 Master Chief, number 8 Handsome Jack, number 7 Halo Announcer, number 6 Arthur Morgan, number 5 Kratos, number 4 Mario, Number three, Joel. Number two, Snake. Number one, GLaDOS. I'm pretty fucking happy with this list. I like it too. It's a one where I can walk away from going, I feel like a winner. Mark, how do you feel? I'm glad Shulk made it. Yeah, I like this list. I wish... I, I wish... Master Chief was not on this list, I won't lie. I really wish he wasn't here. I mean, he deserves to be here. I mean, he's he's an iconic design and character, but like his performance is that really the thing? Charles Martinet said four words for thirty years, but it has such a charisma to it, and such an iconic. Uh, Master Chief isn't correct charismatic, but what's done for his character there, is, a, is a very good version of what's supposed to be done there for his character. Our Master Chief voice lines that have sent chills down my spine before like no i'm 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 all for master chief can you name one of those for me no but it's happened all right well that's kind of an empty fucking statement then hey there are just moments where it's like he says the right thing in a very cool moment in the master chief voice and it's just like i can i can give you several lines from kratos that just Fucking make me go feral when he first said them. I can oh, do that name, right uh, now. Name thirteen. Name thirteen. When I learned losing a child, I I had to learn to grow as a human being. I think of when a character says to him, "Do you know what I've done?" and he says, "Yes, but what will you do now?" I think that I hear that and I go, "Fuck, fuck!" What a goddamn line. I love that scene. It's so fucking good. I am your monster no longer. I I was mean and angry, but I went to therapy. It's really fucking crazy how you were incapable of understanding such basic story and character elements from that game, and they just completely went over your head. Also, I do have it noted in my head that, Mark, if I die first, don't talk to Owen, because he's not going to have a fucking minute to deal with your bullshit. He is not. He's going to be like, Mark, being such a whiny bitch... Can anyone stand him? I know I can't. So be careful, Mark. Steer clear. And if you die first, I already know I will not be talking to Owen about my problems. No, that is not the establishment at all. We don't need to... We Especially since, I mean, I guess... 
two and a half hours into the podcast almost as a safe place for spoilers, but it's not a safe place because we did the spoiler I'm not, episode. And I'm, I'm not, not saying spoilers. anything. I'm not talking spoilers. I'm not saying anything. But that should not be how I'm viewed as a person. Well, hey, I just I, disagree you, with how God of War things happened. I would just say, Peter, if you pass away, just know we're bringing about the list and Oblivion Guards is getting <laughs> up a notch. So be careful. Be careful. That's the first it. thing you did when I died. I had respect <laughs> the living hell out of that. I get the phone call. I go, it's time. I call Owen immediately. It's like, it happened. We get, it get happened. the fucking podcast report set up. <laughs> I know we're a bi-weekly podcast, but emergency update. First of all, Peter's dead. We have the, I just call yeah, first up Peter's dead. Second of all, we have the votes. Um all right. This has been a fun episode. The iconic performances. I read them off. I think we have a good list here. I'm glad that we did this. Episode one oh eight. We'll see you all next time. Hi everyone. See you next time.